0: Welcome, everyone, to
1: episode 121 of the Circleback Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. I'm Dan LaMarca. As always, I'm joined by Dan Duvernoy. Dan, it's good to see you, buddy. It's great to see you, my friend. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you anytime.
2: Can you imagine 121 episodes?
1: Yeah, it's been almost five years.
2: That's like crazy. Is that right? We need to do like some sort of five-year anniversary episode.
1: Come, what is it, September?
2: August? Yeah, it makes sense. Right around that time. Yeah. All right, we'll do like a special... All right. Hey, we're still doing this after five. <laughs> Can you believe it?
1: <laughs> that's, that's They said it about. couldn't be done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we were testing the levels before... <laughs> I didn't hear you get quite as loud, so <laughs> I apologize. I thought I had it perfect, but um, yeah, no. I'm animated sorry. now. Dan is a it's an absolute wild card. What I'm just saying, the man cannot be contained. No, and that's what I love about him. Thanks. I wouldn't buddy. have it any other way. <laughs> um, this is so we. This is our second episode of the once a month. What we're doing. So it's been a while. It's been a month, man. It's I, crazy, and I <laughs> did I miss the last month. Yeah, you did. I had I had, had I miss- forget I had for I did not yet mention that Shelby is not here with us. Shelby, we miss you, bud. Our, our part of our plan of doing once a month is that hey, you know what? Once a month, a couple hours, we can definitely can all do it? that. And then you know what? Life happens out there, guys. Oh, I had a funeral last month. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. See, I mean life happens and death happens. It does, but Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> probably, <laughs> There's nothing Probably for the best. <laughs> um <clears throat> So yes, no Shelby, uh, he's out on assignment, uh, but the show stops for no one, and we have quite a few games, quite a few big games to talk about here, Dan. There's a lot to talk about. We obviously know we are big from software guys, we have Elden Ring to talk about, but we're going to save it for last. Got to save the best for last. Got to save it for last. It's going to be a big conversation. Game of the year. A lot to dig into here. Whoa. This is a game to beat right, right now, it's a game to beat. Whoa. Just saying that. I mean obviously you're right, <laughs> but so what I wanna do actually, as we as we had mentioned, we are mostly focusing on games from the previous month. So this will be a March, mid to late March episode. We're talking about mostly February games. There is one game on this list that I've been playing quite a bit of. Came out March fourth, and that's Triangle Strategy. Okay. So I want to talk about it first, get it out of the way, and then we'll dig into our February games. Um, so Triangle Strategy, uh, in case you couldn't tell by the name, it's a strategy game. And it is basically the closest thing you can get to a Final Fantasy Tactics without being Final Fantasy Tactics. And I love Final Fantasy Tactics. So Fantasy Tactics. big surprise. I'm a, I'm a fan of this one here. Um, it's on the Switch only. It's from Square Enix. It is that typical tactics view, you know, three quarters, top down, uh, where you are navigating tiles. Anybody that's played any tactics games is going to be familiar with this. Um, this one, I mean, it's, pretty cool. it's by the people that made Octopath Traveler. Okay. So, similar art style. It's got that kind of tilt-shifty, you know, hyper-realistic certain things. So, like, the yeah. water is, like, very well rendered. The lighting is very beautiful. nice. Beautiful game. It also has other things like similar to Octopath, which would be story stuff and character stuff. So all, all your favorites are here. We got, we got Frederica, we got Huette. Ooh. We got Gustadolf. Say it one more time. Gustadolf. Gustadolf. It's like it's like Gustav and Adolf. Gustadolf. Gustadolf. So yeah, it's that kind of fantasy where it's just a bunch of nonsense names. Um, but I am actually enjoying the story quite a bit. I'm about 13 to 15 hours in, something like that. Um, I think the game's just really good. Is it one of those overarching campaigns? Are you gonna be playing this for 80 hours? So I have no idea how long it is. Okay. Not a clue. Um, <clears throat> I would guess it's pretty sizable. But so far, I mean, the, kind of the thrust of the game initially, it gets a while. It takes a while to get going. But the 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 initial start of the game is, okay, you're playing the main character. His name is Sarah Noah. He is uh, the son of the Lord of a great house in this kingdom, right? And it's a cool setup because you are the son. You're coming of age. You're, you know, know you're going to be taking over the house. You know, as your father gets older. Um, and it starts with there is peace on the way. There has been this. This salt iron war um, between these three great kingdoms. uh, And one of them is like a a religious kingdom that controls all the salt. That's like their thing. That's their, you know, this reminds me of like Dune in in a lot of ways, which I'm a big fan of. But so that kingdom control all the salt. There's some big issues and a, a big war broke out. Pretty bloody. Our house was a huge in winning that war in a major battle um and so the setup is peace peace is coming everything's looking good we have this big mining operation that's going to be going on in um in our kingdom and all these everyone's on board we're all teaming up everyone's gonna be nice and happy and part of that is uh so there's three kingdoms hyzant is the salt people um, I forget, which is... Oh, Glenbrook is your kingdom. Okay. And then Esfrost is the kingdom on the opposite side. They're like the Norse people. Uh, and they are sending over one of the Archduke's siblings to be your bride. So starts kind of starts out with this woman, Frederica, coming over. And it's interesting because it's it's kind of like a like the setup is fun because you're meeting all kinds of characters in a you know in a typical rpg way where like you're oh here's these people here's this type of you know oh they come from this kingdom and this is how they do things um so you're kind of like bouncing around learning about all these different things at once and your best friend happens to be the prince of the king the whole kingdom um so this prince, Roland, is one of your best friends. And it's a. The interesting thing is, you're kind of like, oh, it's great. We're all going to have peace. We're mining. And obviously, shit hits the fan, as you can t- see coming a mile away. But it allows you to, like, oh, the early battles are against, like, brigands and thieves. And then you go over to one of the other kingdoms and you fight off, you know, some people that are defecting from the, the government, whatever. So, like, you're having these battles, but you're like, all right, I mean, I'm not fighting these other major kingdoms, so I guess it's, you know, still going to be peaceful even though we're, we're working our fights in. But what's interesting is, it, that's pretty much all the story I'm going to get into because you, you'd spoil if you go further. But the cool thing is in the story, you there's a ton of branching paths. And it, when I say branching paths, I mean really different. So a major component of the game is you have these big story events and you have kind of like a crew of people around you. So you, you essentially are taking the throne. Your father's like, hey, you know, I got heart stuff going on. I want you to be in charge even though I'm here just to be ready, get the taste of it, whatever. So you have like a cabinet of people, a bunch of friends, trusted um, allies, someone that's like brought you up you know trained you as you were you know uh, the son of the lord of the house um and every time one of these major things happen everyone votes there's like two choices mm. everyone votes and before the vote you can talk to all these characters and try to sway them to one side or the other oh wow so on the left side of the screen you'll see like all right so these three people want to do this and, and an example a basic example would be your first branching out of your house is you're going to visit one of the other kingdoms. These three want to go to this kingdom. These three want to go to this kingdom. So you talk to the townsfolk and some guards and stuff, and you start learning things about the other kingdoms that you can then use to persuade whichever you want to go for. So it's usually three on one side, three on the other, and one undecided. So you bring compelling arguments talk to your people all right i want to go here and you may convince them you may not and what's interesting is that will actually impact like if they want to be in your party oh wow yeah so so not wow. only and and what i mean by that is like say that you cannot convince them and you go against what they want to do anyway they'll stab you in the back yeah and, and i haven't i personally haven't seen that but they explained that early on in like the tutorials you know, where I'm at, I haven't seen that. I, I've been pretty convincing, I suppose. Um, and we've gotten the majority all the time. Um, and it's it, that's a cool little story bit. And it's radically different. Mm-hmm. Like, there are choices here where it's like, um, let me just say without spoiling anything, there's one character, do you want to give him up to the enemy? Oh, geez. To try to broker for peace or do you want to say hey this is our guy we're not giving him up and the I, story completely changes i'd be angry too if you gave me up for a <laughs> yeah, a i piece would bro. think so <laughs> but I, but it's that kind of stuff wow. that's really really interesting and i mean the writing itself is hit or miss i think it's got a cool overarching thing i think a lot of the the background lore of the houses is really neat mm-hmm. like i like it a lot and i also think so most of the dialogue is voice acted okay. which is nice but that comes with some really good voice acting and some quite bad voice yeah. acting. Um, and so overall story-wise, I'm into it. I'm, I am I like what it's going for. I like this strange group of characters. Um, then it, for the combat, it's your Final Fantasy Tactics style thing. Um, you build up points. Every time you move and act you gain one point each, like action point. And then all of your skills either cost one, two, or three action points. And like that's your max that you can build up. And the cool thing is similar to like a Fire Emblem, where it's like each character is its own class, kind of. You know what I mean? Where it's not like, all right, I have 10 guys with swords. It's like, all right, I have one that's like a very particular, you know, this is a sword fighter, this person... Rides on the back of a horse with a lance. This person does magic, but fire magic. This person does magic, but ice magic. Like they're all indi- individual, yeah. which is a very fire emblemy thing. And a very Final Fantasy tacticsy tactics thing where it's like, you are more like just building the characters up and they're all unique. So when you're choosing, depending on the fight, it'll allow you to bring in a certain amount. So it's like, all right, this fight, you can only have six guys. This fight, you could have nine, um, so you're picking and choosing what what your team makeup is going to be, and all the while, as you're progressing through the story, you get an option to like, oh, somebody is walking into your caravan and wants to join. Let's learn about their background, and then they'll join your party, and you get to choose if you want to bring them along for some of these fights. And it's very, very different. One of them is like a a merchant, and he he will like distract an enemy. Or he'll anger an enemy, or he can possibly charm an enemy and make him defect to your side. Like, like they really do some interesting things. There's like a smith that uh, makes traps and sets them up. Like, it it has a really, really good variety, and it makes that combat is so good. It is really what you're looking for in this kind of game. Right?
2: You have so many permutations. I feel like you can like I'm having trouble with this battle, and you can totally swap out characters and
1: yes. So you can. The interesting thing is, so the way that they, there's not really grinding in this game because it's a story-based, mission-based game, but at your encampment, you can do these, they're called like mental mental battles or something, where it's like you're doing the battles in your head is like the conceit, but it's like training battles, but le- you guys will level up from it. Yeah. So that's their way of like quote-unquote grinding, It's like you can do those over and over. If you want to level guys up, do what you got to do. But every every mission will say recommended level. Typically, I've been just for anybody that's playing it. Typically, I've been going into those battles one level under what the recommended is, okay. and having a good time with the the difficulty. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's fun to do those battles. I mean, I like the story, I like the characters, but it's the combat that you're there for, and it and it really really shines. I I'm a big tactics guy. Obviously, I, I talk about tactics games on here a lot. Um, I think this one's really nailing what it's going mm-hmm. for, and like you said, the variety, the breadth of characters, makes it a really, really good one of these. That's
2: great. Now, did you like Octopath Traveler?
1: I forget. Were you? So I on liked it? Octopath Traveler, but it had the thing that I'm over with with RPGs, and that's random battles. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's kind of like a like a, I'm out. Yeah. Unless it's really grabbing me, and like the right, story. Final really Fantasy VI. Amazing. Like yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But for the most part, like I'm, I'm past that. And I think that's why these card battling games, these tactics games I'm more into because it's, they they have more ways of changing up the formula. Right. I feel like a turn-based, party-based RPG, I mean, how, how many different ways can you do it? You know? Yeah. Like e- even some of the great games, you know, games that we would talk about as some of our favorite of all time, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, these games, like they're doing very similar things. Yeah. And, that that stuff is great, but to me, at a certain point in those kind of games, I'm just there for the story, right? And I'm just kind of going through the motions <clears throat> in combat, right? Fair enough. And these games scratch an itch in in your brain that's a little bit more involved, a little more tactical. That makes them more enjoyable for me personally. Nice. So yeah, I'm I'm really digging like Triangle Strategy. It, man. Uh, I think it's really hilarious that they ended up going with trying doing the Octopath thing, where it said it used to be called Project Octopath Traveler, and they said, "All right, here's the real name: Octopath Traveler." <laughs> they did the identical thing. They said Project Triangle Scratch Strategy, and then they said, "Okay, here's oh, the name." Oh man! And it's for the Switch. you playing this on Switch? I believe it's only on the Switch. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um,
2: that might be a perfect platform to have a game like this.
1: Really, really digging it. Really digging it. The Switch and is just great. Yeah. I mean, it. it's a really good game. Yeah. And like I said, I'm like 13, 14, something like that hours in. Definitely don't plan on stopping. Yeah. I love having a Switch game and a, and a console game because there are times in your life where you can you can only use the Switch. You need the Switch. Need the Switch. Got to switch it up. Um, but yeah, that Strangle Strategy, highly recommend it. Nice, man. Very, very cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Honestly, it makes me want to play it. It's very good. It's very good. But... We have some February games to talk about. That's a March game. I'll talk more about that next month. Uh, But let's dig in. Let's go a little chronologically here. Let's go back to Sifu. I think we briefly... Did we talk... I I I don't think we talked about it last time. Well, you weren't here. But I I think we briefly talked about it. And I may be wrong about that, but I think we did. Um... You know what, Dan? Let's find out if we talked about it because I do not want to act like we've talked about it before. If this is the first time we're discussing it, so I am going to literally. Yeah, I don't see seafood on, see? on our last episode. All right, so let's talk about seafood, Dan. Let's Holy talk shit. about
2: seafood. So seafood came out early February. That's the thing. Yeah, that was, was like was. an early, an early bird
1: special. It sure was, and I got it a few days early by getting the deluxe edition or whatever. So, have you beat you beaten Sifu? I have beaten Sifu. Okay. Sifu is a very difficult game.
2: It's a very difficult game, and you've beaten it. Yes. I, where, where are you at? I in have the game beaten before the you get third.
1: It? I've beaten the third boss. I don't know how spoiler we're gonna get. At this point, I, I think in general in these episodes, since we're doing once a month, if we warn ahead of time, we can talk. We can, can talk. Can spoilers. I give like a gist like the area? Let's talk spoilers on Tifu and feel free. I won't spoil anything that you haven't seen yet. But, okay. But yeah, let's let's okay. talk briefly. I
2: I beat the um, I beat the art uh gallery. Yes. At about age thirty-two. That's that's a good age. So like I've gotten through the fourth, but not
1: as much. So with five levels, so I've gotten through the fourth. Have you fought in the boss? Before? I haven't. I
2: haven't fought the fourth. Okay.
1: Uh, fourth boss fourth i want to dig into a little bit on that level but before we do that let's talk about sifu and what it is all right so sifu is a run-based third person action game almost like a beat-em-up style game but very deliberate combat Mm -hmm. very well-designed smartly designed combat where you are timing your dodges timing your counters and punishing on the other end. There's a lot of combos in this game. You have a skill tree that you can unlock. Uh, but at its core, it is a skill-based, very... I think Sekiro is a is a good example of a feeling of mm-hmm. this game. That's fair. Where you're kind of timing up your counters, timing up your dodges, and then punishing on the other end of it. Um, it's very clean looking. I love, love... The style is very, very cool. love the art style of this game. Um, it's kind of like a flat, cell shaded look, mm-hmm. um, with some really nice like shadow work on facial structure, stuff like that. Um, and then the game itself, so so you're you're running through these beat em up levels, but they're all broken up in. I should stop saying beat em up. It's really not a beat em up. No, but I
2: mean, I get why you're saying that because I feel like that you go to each enemy and you got. Yeah, it's that same like. Right, uh, that's why I feel like it's a it's a roguelite. It's just
1: you're trying to is. get to the end. And and the die. way that it's broken out is each. Level ends with a boss. Mm -hmm. I think the setup of the game we can talk about. You as a child, your father or protector or somebody—I think it was like an adopted father kind of uh, thing—is killed in front of you. You're hiding under like a table, right? By this gang of five, gang of five like tough guys that seemingly trained in that dojo Mm -hmm. that you lived in, right? And then they must have went out, did their thing, and came back to get some sort of revenge. That's what it seems like. Um, it's a revenge game. It's a revenge game. So you start out at age 21? 20. You 20. 20. Yeah. So you start at age 20, and the way that this game works is every time you die, you age up one year. And what happens is, so you die once, right? Mm-hmm. This is the best way to explain it. You're 20 years old. You die once. Now you're 21. If you die again, you're 23. Right. It doubles the amount. As you die, your death counter goes up which increases the amount of years that are spent as you die right the cool thing about it is that's kind of the roguelite progression of this game so each level is broken out individually and segmented so whatever you you play through this whole level unlocking shortcuts as you go really really smartly designed Mm -hmm. levels i love the way that they're kind of You'll get a key for something back at the beginning. So next time you play it, you can open that door. And now you're, oh, my God, I'm three-quarters of the way through right, the level. Right, I get to the boss quicker. Now I can get to the boss quicker. Therefore, I'm younger. When I'm I... younger. So what happens is when you beat that boss, whatever age you were upon beating that boss is now the age that you can start that second level. The next level. Right, yeah. so
2: it kind of locks into place yeah. your so,
1: age. So permanently, whatever the youngest age you beat a level at, that's the youngest age that you can start the next level right. at. And you could always go back to the first level and just restart from exactly. the beginning, but so it doesn't save. A very typical way of playing this game would be to, all right, I beat the first level. I was 35. Great. Now let me play the second level. And you're getting your butt kicked. You're you know dying. All right, let me go back to the first. Now that I've, I'm a little bit better, I've learned a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go back. Oh, now I beat it at 26 instead of 35 now i get to the second level of 26 It's a big difference cuz the cap is 70 plus whatever right if you're at 70 or 69 whatever the double yeah. is if so, it goes past 70 exactly you're done. exactly so so it's not 70 but it's the next death after 70 Right. so you could be 71 2 3 4 5 whatever i think i died at 77 once wow you made it you yeah old man listen i'll take it <laughs> um so you're you're we, you're going through these levels, lowering your age, going back. There's a lot of cool little secrets. Sometimes mm-hmm. you find a door that's inaccessible, and then in the first level, and then in the fourth level, you get the key for that door. Now you can go back. There's a little bit of lore there. There's a like almost like a mini boss fight. It's a really really cool game. Well, and, and I think saying Sek- I'm sorry not to cut you off. Go ahead. But, go but ahead.
2: to say Sekiro, I, I agree in that that's that's its feel because you're right. Each level feels like. You got your main, all right, I'm getting used to, here's the easy enemies. Let me get used yep. to what their combat style yep. is. Then you get the mini boss, then all the enemies are harder. And then, you know, final the final boss, you're trying to find all the tricks. You're trying to get the shortcuts. It does, and it has that deliberate feel where, like, you... There is no leveling
1: up. I mean, there is. You can get certain moves. Yeah. You, can put, you uh, unlock skill points that go into your skill tree. Like, you use experience points to get skills. And once you... It has a kind of strange system that... I, it worked for me, but I could see it being frustrating for players. Where, So, all right, it costs 500 experience points to unlock it for this run. Now, if you get 500 more, you can put 500 into that same skill, and then you'll get like a pip, and if you get four of them, now you unlock it permanently. You permanently have that move, and most of the time it's like new combos and new things that you can yeah, use. Yeah, it could be to- new combos, specific moves. Mm-hmm. Like it may be... Weapons. uh, You you can kick environmental weapons. You can catch a thrown weapon that is thrown at you if you hit R one at the right time. Whatever. Um, But yeah. So for the game itself, I mean, for me, number one, the combat is just so satisfying, so tight. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. But when you get to those bosses. And the first boss, I think, is a little bit different because he's a little easy. Mm -hmm. I think even the first time you fight him, you're like, all right, I got this guy down. Starting with the second boss, you immediately realize, like, whoa, I need to, like, learn this guy and learn all the moves in my repertoire and make sure that I understand, oh, this is what he's about to do. I see his tell. Now I'm going to dodge it, dodge it, dodge it, and then strike back. And the cool thing about this game is Number one, so first of all, the spectacle of these boss fights just get better and better and bigger and bigger, and they're so cool. But number two, every time you walk into one for the first time and you start fighting, you're like, this guy's freaking impossible. Yeah. How am I ever going to be good enough to beat this guy? And then you try it, you try it, you try it, and you learn it, you learn it, you learn it, and then you realize, oh, I can beat this guy without dying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that is... Such a fundamentally great feeling in games, and this one really does it well. Like, I know Elden Ring came out, and we're going to talk about Elden Ring, but finishing this game, I legitimately was like, "This is a bona fide game of the year contender." Yeah, like it is that good of a game. Not to mention the amazing music that hits you in in spots. That is so freaking good. The visual spectacle of some of these bosses this third boss in particular when you when you get it down you, you you know it has a second phase most of the bosses have a second phase and that second phase totally flips and changes what the environment looks like i mean i, I think this game is really special and for me i played it and was like wow like this is this could be a number one yeah and Obviously, All the Ring came out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I agree with what you're saying for that reason. We talk about the Souls games, and not to compare every game to Dark Souls, but. This one in particular, I think. Because it has that. And it's specifically Sekiro, because Sekiro, there is no leveling up or upgrading. And right. in this game, yes, you can maybe upgrade your skill tree so that you have a new combo set or something, but it's not like, oh, now I can upgrade and now I'm stronger. Now I'm Or strong now, I now I have more health. health. Yeah. It's not like that. You literally have to get better, like, technically. Yes. Yes. And at first, it was very, very challenging for me. Uh, if, like first area wasn't too bad, but it was especially the second, especially yep. Sean, I think, was yep. the guy Sean. with the bow theft. But literally where i was okay i'm in my dojo i'm gonna practice on the dummy i'm gonna practice with the you know the practice enemies you can in the dojo yep. i'm just gonna play the second level again and again and again and again and mm-hmm. again and try all that stuff and literally you're right you see yourself getting better where you get to the point that you can get to the end of this se- for me the biggest thing was getting to getting to sean without like taking a hit like if i can like destroy all these people without taking
1: one damage then i'll feel like all right yeah now i can exactly i can i can take so- them on Something I want to mention. There's a couple other smaller mechanics that I think are very important to this game, and it. I don't know why it's only been a, a month and a week, but if this game feels like it came out, feels like forever ago, a long time ago, because we played so many games <laughs> and so many hours of games in between. But an important thing to note. So I was talking about that death counter. So you die once, you gain one year. You die twice, you gain two years on top of the one. So now you're at three, even right. though you only died twice. That exponentially keeps going up as so your death counter goes six, up. Yeah. Yeah. So the way to get it down is there's like harder enemies in the in the levels that when you beat them, it'll subtract from your death counter. So it's not subtracting from your age, but it is subtracting from your death counter. So the interesting thing is I mentioned that the level or the age stays locked when you beat the level but also your death counter comes with that. So if you beat the second level at age 28, but your death counters four, if you go into the third level, you die right away. Now you're gaining five years and you're going up to 33 right, right. away. Right. So it's, As opposed to if it was one, then you go to Then 29. you go to 29 yeah. instead. So it's a really interesting balance where you're right. You want to beat these bosses, not only at a young age, but you want to get them down pat so that you're not even dying. Yeah or you need or you know the levels so intimately like you really get to know these levels and it to me personally it never got frustrating for me. I never was at the point where I was like I just want to be done with this level. Like never. No. And that's because of the shortcuts number 1 and number 2 just the way that it's designed and you learn these guys in a very soulsy type way. Like how many I have such a vivid memory of Dark Souls 1 if you go up on that hill in the beginning, past Firelink Shrine, up on the hill, you have to go up, you know, this like uh, brick bridge, and there's rats in the that's t- sewer. That's how this feels, and you know it. So I go in, so I I beat the second level, right? And on the third level, I know, hey, one of those first guys with the when I beat there's two guys that walk at you, mm-hmm. when I beat them, I my death counter goes down by one. So I know I'm going into the level being like, all right, if I beat Sean. And I only have like a one or a two, I'm good. Right. Because I'm right. about to lose plan. one. Yeah. And I got these two guys. They're not going to even touch me. Right. You know, so like it's that kind of stuff that makes this game feel so rewarding. And it makes you feel so good when you're doing it right. Yeah. Like it is, whew, this game's good. And
2: I think this is what makes it so special. And when I first started playing it, because it felt like a beat em up, it felt like in my head I was, you know, equating it to like a Street Fighter or some one of those right. games that I'm just not good at. So yeah, at first it was very, very tough. And I was just like, ah, no, Mm -hmm. like this isn't, this isn't my kind of game. But you're right. If you then go at it from that kind of Souls-like perspective where, no, I'm going to learn the moveset. I'm going to learn the enemy's tells. Yep. Then it gets better. And something about it clicked and it got really,
1: really, really good. It's so good. It is so, so good. Because
2: I think when I first talked about it
1: to you guys, I was like, oh no, I think the controls are messed up. Yeah. Because you're figuring it was out. me, <laughs> but the game is very—it's deliberate and it's got its own yeah. style to it. So you need to learn the delays of the—you know, hey, this move takes a minute to get out. Um, if I if I dodge and then strike before I'm done dodging, I'm still going to strike after. That's it. Yep. So you don't want to like mash the buttons. You don't want—you want to be very purposeful, very deliberate with your playing and nothing is more emblematic than the final boss Mm. and that final boss you need to know exactly what you're doing and pick your moves and pick him apart and it feels so satisfying when you do that how old
2: were you when you beat the final boss
1: oh i was i was old but i would go into that level i think i'm i think going into that level i'm like 25 you know what i mean or 20 27 or something wow I got to go back from the beginning. But but that's what happens, and it, hap- and it goes so quick. When you yeah. have the shortcuts and you have these guys down pat, yeah, I eventually, because I think I was going into that level like 33 with a three death counter, and I would keep getting to the boss and being like, oh, I just need less and less death counter, and I can get him. And I ended up going back from the beginning, and I'm like cruising, yeah. no problem, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you Not know the bosses. It's, yeah, <clears throat> it is. It was so rewarding. It's like
2: a like it's like a boss rush where you just you yeah. know their ins and outs, and that yeah.
1: this the game is really cool. It's really cool. Did you put it down just for other stuff, or did you? What happened was, you yeah, were you, uh, like you couldn't beat it.
2: No, it wasn't that at all. What? It, but <laughs> this is what happens. We'll talk about this when we get to Horizon. What happened was Horizon came out. I mean, I was playing nothing but Sifu. Horizon came out, and then Elden Ring came out. Yep. So like, I was trying to get through Horizon as much as I could because I knew
1: once Elden Ring came out, I'm playing Elden Ring, and I haven't gone back to it. And that's it, and that's the problem. That's it, the problem. It was so funny because I legitimately said in my brain, I was like, because I was at the last boss for maybe three or four like real time days, mm-hmm. you know, like like of I would come home at night, play for a couple hours. Ugh, yeah. I can't get them, but I'll get them. I'll get them. And I kept having that feeling where I'm like, I could get them. I just got to do it right. And then it was the night before Horizon came out. Right, it's when you texted me, yeah. And I'm like, I got to be Zifa. I have to do it. So I went back, and that's when I did that long run. And I was, I think, 25 or 26 with a zero death counter. Or, or like a two, but I knew where the guys were to through my shortcut it. to get in there and lower it just tremendous i love love this experience does not overstay its welcome no and i like that about that it's five main bosses and it switches it up where the levels feel feel unique mm-hmm. and they feel they feel exactly the right length and they're know? different too like Very everything different.
2: every like completely different styles yep. different wavelengths even just different camera angles at yep. times like yep. mm- Really, really well done. Oh, that old boy hallway. Oh, so good. Yeah. With all the different art pieces. Like, it's just amazing. Excellent. I, um... But that was my problem, is that I think... I mean, if I look back at the dates, what, Sifu came out, like, February 7th? 8th, yeah. 8th. Horizon yeah. was what? The ninth? No, not even. No, was it the yeah. 19th, or...? I think it was the 21st, or... No, I, I don't remember, uh, but... Anyway, but yeah. it was, like, a week and a half later, yeah. and then, like, a week later, it was Elden Ring. It's just, unfortunately, it got lost in the shuffle, though... When there's a lull, I'm getting right back into it. 18th. My, my February eighteenth for Horizon. 18th. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Ten days later, then you yeah, got Horizon. I know.
1: Then like six days later, you got uh, Elden Ring. It was probably I'll just say off the bat. I think I beat Sifu in somewhere between twelve and fifteen hours. Yeah. Um, and I think that's feasible. That's not that's not with me like doing anything crazy. Um, there is some cool stuff in Sifu that I will not spoil here. There, there's like a different run after mm. you beat the boss the main boss yeah well you, you can go back through and there's like secrets to find and if you find all the secrets and then beat the main bosses there's a, there's a separate ending
0: oh no okay it's really cool wow um, did you do it
1: no i didn't do it uh, i looked it up
2: <laughs> i um i am i am planning on going back i already you know there's a few big games coming up mm-hmm. in march mm-hmm. and i know if when there's a lull like in the summer or something right. that's when yeah. i go back to it but yeah. my concern is i am gonna have to relearn
1: Oh yeah, that'll be game. Brand new. That'll you know what I mean? I have to relearn that game, so yeah. that's the one thing that's that's holding me back. <laughs> that's why I was like, I gotta be, there. but I
2: love I it though. I really do love it. I have nothing bad to say about it. I, you know, and you hit the nail on the head when I was first playing it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if the controls are working or whatever. You're right; it's got its own style. So mm-hmm. even just like you said, the punches, having to learn. Wait a second, I need to punch maybe half a second before
1: yep. I want it to land. All that stuff. But it reminds you so much, or I, I shouldn't. It reminds me so much of. Playing my first from software game mm-hmm. and saying like, "What is this control is so weird? Yeah, my swing is so slow. I yeah. gotta get used to this." And then you realize like, they know exactly what they're doing and it's planned for this. Like, yeah. this is the plan. Yeah. Now, like, learn what they want you to do and do it. And honestly, I'm telling you, I I don't have a bad thing to say about Sifu. I think it is incredibly well balanced for a challenging, fun experience. Mm-hmm i think music is amazing the whole package it really like it's it's just a fantastic game like i love this game so much i'd be very happy i feel like it's
2: like the sleeper hit of of the year i don't know why it's not getting the accolades that that it should be or at least as many people that i know should be playing it as you know everybody wants to play horizon everyone to play
1: Elder ring but this game really is good and like you said it could be a contender i mean it could literally be right there yeah it's it's an excellent game. Super happy with it. Let's talk briefly. A little bit of spoilery stuff. Mm-hmm. So warning here, fair warning. Um, so you're at the fourth level. The fourth level. I want to hear a little bit about what you think of it because it's it's a pretty unique level. Have you gotten to like the cave part of it,
2: uh, or are you just in the
1: building? I'm just in the building. I haven't even gotten out. Okay, so I won't I won't talk about the interesting stuff that I'm talking about. But there's eventually I mean, you can. Spoilers. I think what I'll say briefly is eventually you get right when you walk in the main lobby at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the fourth level, there's an elevator that's closed. You get the key to that elevator, and then that elevator brings you right down to the cave system area. So it's like halfway through the level. Gotcha. Um, And it's
2: not because of me being like, oh, this is too challenging. It was right. right. Like, I just, you know,
1: I understand. But um, that whole cave area has some really interesting mechanical stuff that when you get to it, maybe on the next episode we'll talk about it, okay. if you get to it, otherwise later in the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really, I think I think the game is just awesome. I think it has some amazing moments. I think that third boss, like I mentioned in particular, really stands out for me, and then that final boss, the triumphant feeling of, mm-hmm. of finally beating it. You know, there are games now, and, and it's a type of feeling that I've only ever gotten from FromSoft games until... I played Returnal last year, and I played Seafood this year. Those are the first games that capture that feeling for me where you're executing perfectly, and you're doing it, and then it's just like, you beat them, and you're like, hey. yeah, like, It feels so good. It's such a awesome feeling, and I, I feel like that's very rare mm-hmm. in games, even games that try to do that, I, I think. I I agree yeah that's seafood.
2: yeah overall i'm i love it it's i awesome. really do, i really do love it it's and, awesome all right by next podcast i'll have it beaten no you don't have to
1: you, there's a lot of stuff coming out we're playing a lot of stuff if, if it ends up being in in the summer let's yeah. talk about it in the summer but very very
2: enjoyable and like you said that feeling you're right you used to think that from software games only the games that could right that could make you feel that way but yeah between returnal and this so good yeah very so, very so good.
1: good love you sifu yeah big big fan of sifu over here um let's talk you about love the seafood.
2: seafood. That's very nice.
1: <laughs> you know. It's all right. Anyway. Uh, well, next one next one about? chronologically is Ali Ali World. I think it might have been I don't know if it was the same day or like 2 days after or something. Um but Ali Ali World is the sequel to um the original Ali Ali and Ali Ali 2. Yeah, it was it was the same day. Uh, February 8th, same day as Sifu. So uh, pretty much the polar opposite in a way, but also kind of a little similar feeling here. Really? Um, So the original Ali Ali games were side-scrolling, skateboarding games, tons of tricks, all with the right stick, very similar to skate in a way, but it's like a side-scrolling, more arcadey version of it. Um, love those games, played them on the Vita, like absolutely thought they were perfect for the handheld like that. Uh, and then Ali Ali world came out and it's, it's a kind of a reinvention of the, the, the type of game that this is where totally changed the art style. They went with a more, it almost looks like a Pendleton Ward, you know, adventure time style world. A little more character work. There's like a story going on where you are trying to become like the the skate god and ascend to nirvana. (laughs) Like it's got like a really fun sense of humor, silly, like a ton of awesome, colorful, like melted yellow and blue ice cream. You know, in the background, like just a ton of really really cool stuff. But it keeps that same type of gameplay where it's that side-scrolling skateboarding game um is
2: it the same like style from the original yes ollie like same s- feel Two D. okay yeah it's
1: 2d side-scrolling um and yeah i mean it really does it just feels good to play those old games did as well but i mean it, because it's it i really feel like skate being with the right stick with the different moves depending on how you swing it Mm -hmm. it's kind of like changed the skateboarding game for me like i love tony hawk i love that remaster that came out but nothing touches that feeling of like skate being like all right i'm gonna flick the stick in this certain direction and do like a laser flip intentionally you know what i'm saying like and this game has that in such a fun way but what they what they did that was in the old games, but it's a little bit different here is they added some extra challenges where it would be like, all right, in this world, there are three unicorn balloons, pop them all in a single run. And you, you know, get this piece of, uh, you know, clothing or new skateboard or something like that. So it's just fun to like quick retry, hit triangle. Ah, I screwed up. I missed the unicorn triangle. Now I'm going to go over and do it again. Um, and I think overall, it's, it, it's not going for anything crazy. It's not trying to blow your mind with all these wild things. There are some cool secret exits and things like that. I mean, the Ali Ali world really makes it feel like a Super Mario world that has an overworld map with, like, secret little areas. Like, it, it's doing some cool things. I don't have, like, a ton to say about it because mm-hmm. that's kind of the game. Might and what it enjoying is. it. I mean, it's really cool. I put it down for other stuff, um, but it is, for one, I played probably five hours of it. Mm-hmm. I think Switch? it's really, really good. It is on Switch. I, I was playing it on Xbox. I don't remember if it was, it must have been on Game Pass uh, or, or, you know, I, I'm telling you, the beginning of this, the beginning of February feels like <laughs> six the months record, ago, yeah. but uh, yeah, I might be playing it on PS5. <laughs> I okay. No um, but I, I really, really dig this game. I think it's a cool one, and uh, yeah, that's Ali Ali World. Ollie World, nice, man, yeah, not, cool. Not much more to say, but I think it's a really fun time. Love the music, love the art style. I think they're doing cool stuff. Nice, man. Uh, Dan, a game that we both have been playing. I played a little bit of. I'm curious to hear what you got I think I literally on. played it the day, it came out like the day before Horizon,
2: right? Yeah. I put like five hours in that day. Okay. You, you t- listen. I take your opinion very, <laughs> very seriously, and I think the way that you worded it was so beautiful. I forget it was like, there's a game that came out. To put it mildly, <laughs> it's 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 up your alley or something. No, like it was that. like yeah, like it like scratches <laughs> your interest. or I don't know. He said something <laughs> like that called Infernax.
1: Yes. Talk so. to me about Infernax. I only played about an hour of it. Okay. So I want to hear want to hear your opinion.
2: So for those who like Castlevania, this game is most certainly for you. 2D side-scroller, 8-bit, 16-bit uh, glory. It's got this beautiful, crunchy 8-bit music. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a 2D uh, platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroidvania. It, it has all the secrets that you would want from a game like this. It's a lot of fun. What I love about it mostly is it's actually got a very, very endearing story. You're this, this night... Um, who you know pretty much has to save his, his save his kingdom, but there's all these creepy things going on. There's demons, there's witches, there's all this stuff, um, and you just kind of go along your journey, and you have giant bosses that you have to fight, uh, characters that you interact with, new items that you get. It's just a really really good Metroidvania which is inspired by Castlevania in yeah. its aesthetic
1: and its style. It's really um, gross like bosses and enemies yeah like ice hanging out and stuff like that but it's cool it's got a good style
2: my favorite part about the game actually though is all the npcs that you run along the way there are a lot of characters that you uh, run up to throughout your adventure and you can go so many different branching paths but you meet characters and your interactions with them will have consequences to what happens later in the game one of the earliest ones so i don't know if this is a spoiler (laughs) spoiler alert <laughs> but one of them you kind of meet this like band of of, of vagabonds there are these these guys they're like doing witchcraft or talking about you know oh this sorcerer here he's a jerk let's burn his magic book or whatever and you can either like send them away or you can um, you can join them you can party with them i thought that let's be friends with everybody i joined them they ended up killing a guy that had a very, very useful item that I could use oh, no. down the line. So I reloaded my save, and, and I, I got them <laughs> out of there. But there's a lot of that in this game. There's a yeah. lot of running into these NPCs. That's and so interesting. Depending on what you choose, could you know close paths right throughout the game. So I love that. Very, very fun. And overall, it's just a really, really good Castlevania game. Yeah. I mean, I really like it. Circle of the Moon was the one that I was like, oh, man, if they're going to continue mm-hmm. with that style... I'd be very very happy because right. I know Konami's not going to make Castlevania games anymore. <laughs> but Infernax
1: is is
2: you know a really really good one of those as well.
1: And I I'm, love the the building up your kingdom kind of thing. Yeah. So in the beginning it like gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. There's a big monster that like smashes it up, and you can like go around the town and meet different people, and you can upgrade yourself in different ways throughout the town. It reminds me of like Shovel Knight in that way. Yeah, um, I thought that was really cool. But yeah, that's Infernax. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had
2: more to say about it. It's just, yeah. it was, it was free on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass, so it was just like pick it up if you like Castlevania, Metroidvania. It's fun. You like those old school NES games? You're gonna like this game, and it, Absolutely. it's cool. It's got a very, very cool style. Um, it's got good humor, and what more can you ask for? I love it. Will I pick it up and play it again? Probably if there's a lull. Right. But I'm I'm not like rushing to
1: get back to it. It's not at the top of your of your lull pile, right? Yeah, now. exactly. All right. Fair enough. Um one of the two one of the other big ones, before we get to the real big one, Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden West, baby. It came out. It's out. And it did the exact same thing <laughs> the exact same thing happened to it. It came out and then Elden Ring came out a week later. That's literally what happened last time when the Horizon Zero Dawn came out. A week later, Breath of the Wild came out. Is that true? Yes. A one week. No way. It's the exact thing that happened. Really? So it came? And the exact thing happened to me last time this <laughs> came out. I, I got into Horizon Zero Dawn. I was like, man, this is really good. Yeah. And then Breath of the Wild came out. And I said, oh, oh I don't want to <laughs> play this anymore. I'm going to play 50 hours of Breath Poor of the Wild. Poor Horizon, man. They just can't. They just can't time it out right. That's rough. And if you remember, Elden Ring got delayed by like one month. <laughs> so they really screwed a, a screwed Horizon wow. on that. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Horizon before we get into Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, about how far in are you, Dan? I was looking it up just specifically for this podcast. I'm about
2: um, if there's 17 main chapters. Okay. I'm about like the
1: 10th or 11th. I'm oh, pretty. Main fun. chapter. Okay. Um, Can you give me some sort of glimpse into where you're? So at?
2: literally, I'm at the point. Spoilers ish. We went to the big main headquarters. We talked to the god character. Yes, and I have the three branching paths. I'm on the same part. Are you really? Yeah. No way. Swear. I played so much of it when it came out. Yeah. Because I was like, "Elden Ring's coming." I literally took that weekend. I can't, like didn't cancel. I played like birthday. 15 or 20 hours. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I I literally didn't make any plans. I was like, "This weekend, I'm just gonna focus on Horizon." That Friday night, I just played, 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 played. played. Saturday, Sunday, played, yeah. played, 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 played. Literally had no life for that weekend other than horizon i did a bunch of the main story quests up to that point i did yeah. side missions i just explored so i probably put in about 20 yeah. as well so I'm, I'm at that spot
1: i can't believe we're at the same spot which that's is really it's, we're at the same spot in Elden ring too which is very which funny. is really funny <laughs> but the thing that's crazy so i really like horizon mm-hmm. i do not have many bad things to say about horizon i will say after playing Elden ring now I do retro retrospectively have some bad things to say about Horizon. Oh, that's so unfair to Horizon. But I will say I was really, really enjoying my time with it. I, I Again, just like the first one, I really like the story. I think the combat is doing some more interesting things than what the first one did. I'm digging Horizon Forbidden West. The, the part that we got to is, to me, the most intriguing part of the game. Because we got to this hub area that's now like going to be our home base. And then it's like, all right, now go to the, one of these three. And they do give you recommended levels. So there's like a recommended path to go one, two, three, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But I think that idea of being like, all right, you're going to go in just different directions in the country and, and travel around. I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to get back into it. And I will say, I mean, there's some... There's some stuff that happens in this game that I felt was really cool in a sci-fi story way, and I really liked. So, like, I'm I'm into this game. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing. I don't like Aloy in this. Is that a weird thing to say? She's much different than she was in the first game. Yeah, she's, she's a little bit like, bitter. Is yeah. that the word? She's a little bit more it's almost, cynical. I and... think she's a little bit like on her high horse. Like she's a little bit like I, I can't be doing this. Like I, I have better things to do. I have more important things to do. I'm out here trying to save the world, and she might be right, but it is a weird feeling. And I'm curious if they're going to reckon with that as they as I continue the game. And I hope they do because I think that could lead to some interesting story stuff. Mm-hmm. But the game is constantly about Aloy, people trying to help Aloy, and her saying no, 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 I'm right. going to do it on my own and they have already kind of reckoned with that once, but I hope they really dig into that. Cause to me, that's kind of what the story is about right now is like realizing that it takes a village. Like that's kind of the, like the overall, you know, overarching thing that mm-hmm. they're trying to tell you. Um, but yeah, I mean, cool new robot dinosaur monsters, whatever. I think there's some cool new guys I've seen. Um, I like all the dinosaur ones It has all This style of open world Which is very similar to Ghost of Tsushima Assassin's Creed Those kind of things For this style of open world I really like Horizon Just like I really like Ghost of Tsushima Where it's like You're going to get cool little story bits in the, in the main story that's great But the checklisting nature of like Oh man it's just fun to kind of like Do this Like I know what I'm in for I'm just going to do it. Like Turn my brain off. Do the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I inherently have a bias towards your Elden Rings of the world where you don't know what's around every corner. And there's nothing that you can... Oh, I know what I'm in for. That's just not a thing. So that's why I'm saying retrospectively going back to Horizon is going to be very interesting. In the same way that I, I remember it vividly when we were doing our game of the year in 2017... Me being like, I don't think Horizon needs to be on on top ten because Did it's it like, top ten? I forget. Yeah, I think so. Because as a group, I yeah. think. But the reason being is like <clears throat> this game feels so much less interesting mechanically than what it could be, you know. And it's like you don't need to sacrifice the story that you're telling and the characters to make it that sort of rewarding, interesting Mm -hmm. exploration first game. And maybe that's unfair. That's not the type of game that they're trying to make. They are very obviously trying to make a, here's, you know, go here, satisfying, clear the map. That's what you want. That's what this game is. So for me to go there and say like, Oh, well, I don't, I don't prefer this type of, of game well this This is what the game game is is, so i don't know what to tell you so there's part of me i'm kind of conflicted in that way but overall i mean i am enjoying it i can't i I can't really say you know i'm not enjoying the game i think it's i think it's very very good it's absolutely gorgeous like really really it's one of the most beautiful looking games if not the most beautiful looking game absolutely gorgeous it really is <clears throat> the colors the fidelity i mean it's it's really amazing
2: well, that's what i like about it too especially which the area that we're at oh, i forget the name of once you cross like that gate and you're into like the the savage land or whatever yeah. Yeah. like there it's, is it's the forbidden west the forbidden the, the, we're in the forbidden west there but you literally go. you're right the contrasting of colors and different like yep. okay this area has got some really mm-hmm. deep reds and like it really is stark contrast to all this definitely. sand and all this brown definitely so it's definitely beautiful but it is interesting, like you said, going back to this open world. There's only two games that the open world has been so interesting to me that I want to explore it all, and that's Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. So, uh-huh. like, I've been playing Elden Ring. When, I, when Elden Ring first came out, I remember being like, I'm going to try to like balance, do like an hour of Elden Ring and an hour <laughs> of Horizon. So, I played like an hour of Elden Ring. Oh, boy. And then I went to Horizon. And then five minutes later, I was like, I'm playing this, but I can't stop thinking about Elden Ring. And it's not fair to Horizon. Right. But like you said, when it comes to open worlds, maybe that's just not my type of thing, unless there is that sort of like intrigue, like, hey, what's that? Right. Oh, man, there's something crazy every corner. Horizon's beautiful, and I enjoy exploring it, but I haven't had too many moments where my exploration was met with anything more than, oh, I got some more years to make yes. arrows or but- –
1: I think, and, and And that's not the fault of the game. We can kind of transition here into, into a little bit of Elden Ring, but I, because I think there's interesting things to be said about the comparing and contrasting. But I, to me, it's not about what the reward is. It's about what you do. You know, this is very cliche. It's, it's the journey, not Mm -hmm. the, not the destination, right? Where it's about what you're doing to get there because Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, like you said, are the only two games where like it feels like an adventure. Mm-hmm. It feels like you are going on an adventure. How do I get there? You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know anything could be around this corner. And we'll talk. We're about we'll talk to. About we're it. about to talk about a, about a ton of things that were around the corner that I did not expect. But Horizon never wanted to be like that. So in a sense, and this is what I'm struggling with, is like I gotta meet a game on its terms. And this game Horizon is not trying to be that. Like it wants to be, we're story first, Aloy's talking the whole time, she's here to tell you about who she is, talk learn what the world is, Mm -hmm. explore. She's, you know, checking you know, we're going on these three different, you know, missions to find these pieces of of a greater unit to kind of put everything together like that's what they're there for and along the way they just want you to have fun you know it's like i want this to be a satisfying you pick what you want to do experience yeah and to me i think that's great i i you know i i love ghost of Tsushima, Mm -hmm. and i'm like that game i mean there is nothing that is going to surprise you in that game but you get to you see the icons on the map. You get to choose what you want to do. I like doing this type of mission. Good. I'm so going to we'll go do, do them it. all. Right. I don't like doing this type of mission. Don't worry about it. That's what that game's for. Right. Elden Ring is not anywhere trying to do that. Mm-hmm. It is saying we want you to pick <laughs> along this path, pick along this world, and figure out what you want to do. Go here, go there, explore. You don't know what's gonna, around every corner. Yeah. And, and to me... That is a much more satisfying and enjoyable experience, as opposed to that other type of game. So I think for what Horizon's going for, I think it's near top of its class in its. Yeah, genre. definitely. My question before I know because we're going to move on to Elden Ring. Do you like the story in this uh, Horizon more than the first one? So, I am not far enough in to really say, okay. but. I think the first one had a mystery inherently because it's a brand new world. You have no idea of yeah. anything that is more compelling. Mm-hmm. But I love the twist that they are doing here. And I think they're taking some of that history and doing interesting things with it. Like yeah. For me, I look at this story-wise – and I'm I'm hooked on it. Like yeah. I, I really really like it. Right, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. I want to learn more about these different civilizations and whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some really far flung futury people in this game that you come across. Right, right. And you're like, I want to know where what's are they going from. On with that. Yeah, it seems so cool. So, it, I am into this game, and I am going to get back to this game, and I'm going to finish this game a hundred percent. It is just moment to moment the style of game that it is is not compelling enough to pick me away from a game that is. Right. I get you.
2: Know? you. I listen, bottom line before we move on, I really do enjoy Horizon 2 and I'm excited to get back to it. In a way I don't know if this is I don't mean this as a as a slight, but in a way it feels like a, a better version of like Monster Hunter. Like I feel like sure. for me most of it like the enjoyment I get is like that combat, learning the different mm-hmm. animals and how to fight them. like I feel like the combat has been very, very satisfying in this this game. I think even more than the first game. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they've... Maybe it's the PS5 controller or whatever, but I feel like the combat, for me, even more than even the story, I've enjoyed more in this game. Like, I've actually had fun playing it. It
1: feels much better. It They've done really a great good. job tweaking yeah. it. I really really like it in The swimming is amazing. Holy moly. Best swimming in a game ever? Probably. Yeah, it's very good. Probably. It's very good. I'm excited to get that rebreather. Yeah, so. Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. Listen, I mean when we finish it, we may do some spoilery stuff about it, but as of right now, I mean, I'm interested in the, in the story stuff. I'm enjoying the combat. I think it's a very good game. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but Let's talk about the big, the big daddy, Elden Ring. Elden Ring.
2: Elden Ring,
1: man. Arise, ye town. <laughs> the opening cinematic to Elden Ring. Oh my God, that guy is having fun. There is a moment, so he's saying the usual things. Here's, sir, Poo Head, <laughs> the most despicable of them all. And then this shot comes in, uh, like behind a statue of America, and. And the guy goes the line read of this. <laughs> so he's saying the word arise and he goes, Oh Rise <laughs> he And I like am like standing up out of my chair, <laughs> pumping my fist. <laughs> this game Uh-oh. is so entirely my shit in every <laughs> way. I just cannot I can't get over it. It's Souls of the Wild, man. It's it's Death of the Wild. If
2: you love those from <laughs> software games, here's
1: 100 hours of it. Uh, and and it's just so glorious. Non-stop, man. Just so glorious. I have a whole bunch of notes to talk All about. All right, please do, give man. Me your, give Let's me your, I want to get your high level first. My
2: high level, my overview high level. is that what I love about it souls of the wild man literally every area you explore becomes its own dark souls dungeon it becomes its own with its own intricacies with its own shortcuts with its own enemy types that are different with its own items that you get with its own boss i mean literally i can't get enough of these games this this is the game this is the game you could you can just go to this one little area on the map that's like an inch on the map (laughs) and you have a whole experience of what makes Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, so fantastic, and that's why I love this game. Yes, there's the overarching, there's the main bosses, there's the the demigods, there's all this stuff, but for me, it's the day in day out minutia of I'm in this little square radius, Mm -hmm. I want to get to that cave, or I want to get to that, you know, this area. I got to get the enemies in front of it. I got to go in and explore. Uh, To me, that is what makes this game so great. It is, and because it always nails it, it's never always nails it. It's never not interesting it's never not, never not feels good. Never not, never doesn't feel, never good. doesn't feel. Thank you. Never <laughs> doesn't, feel sorry. Never doesn't feel good. It, it's just, it's that to the nth degree. It's always entertaining. It's always interesting. And that, like you said earlier, that feeling of like what's around the corner, I always want to see what's around that corner because it always pays off. And you're right. Maybe at the end, it's just, you know, no, it's always interesting at the end. Even when the rewards are always, always interesting. But they it's are. the journey. It's they getting are. it's getting to that. How do I get this? How many times, now that you can jump, yep. every time. And you have Torrent. You have Torrent the Horse. So every time you're like, oh, I want to go see what that is. There's no clear path. I got to figure it out. I have been satisfied yep. more and more just doing that. Just jumping on the side of buildings, trying to get into something. Overall, my overarching theme is that it is, it is Dark Souls on crack. It mm-hmm. is every second. Mm-hmm. every area is what makes those games. So they great.
1: took, they took the shrines of breath of the wild and turned them all into their own unique dark souls dungeon. Yeah. Like that's what they did.
2: It's like all the games that Miyazaki put in his notepad, like all the ideas in his notepad, he threw in the garbage. It was like, he pulled them out and it was like, let's just throw them all in this game. And they're all great.
1: And they have their own version of the Korok seeds with the little scarabs that give you the new ashes of the war that you find in the world. Like, it is. I'll give my high level here. It's one of the best games ever made, and it's one of my favorite games ever made. And I haven't even beaten it yet. I am. Dan and I are right around the same point. I might be. I mean, unless you played more. I when I texted you on Sunday. Yeah. I like. I I stopped and I haven't played since. So I'm probably three to four to five hours past you, and it, like one area past you, basically. Uh, and it just doesn't stop being amazing and being surprising and it is it's just a remarkable, remarkable game and legitimately I mean, they do some crazy shit in this game and I think we're gonna get into not story spoilers, but we're gonna talk about stuff we've seen Mm -hmm. and crazy shit that has happened in this game because that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Is just to go through your experiences. I mean, right in the beginning of the game They do something really interesting. So after the little tutorial area, you come out, you know, you get your fallout out of the shelter moment where it opens up and you see this big, wide, sprawling area. There's an NPC to talk to right there. And then just past them, there's a tree sentinel. Big gold guy on a horse. You hit him. You take off a tiny sliver of his health. And you say, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. You may may try to continue to beat your head against it. I would not advise that because he is legitimately a boss that you should come back in 20 to 30 hours because he's very difficult. And that's just the game. That's the game doing the Mario 1-1 of here's how to play Mario. That's this game saying, this is Elden Ring. If you are not beating this guy move on and come back. Right. That is what this game's entire thesis is to the extent of like, to just like an insane extent. I mean, I just can't even, the way that they interweave. So like sometimes overall areas are like, so there's no enemy scaling, right? So sometimes overall areas may seem easy for you or easy enough for you. And then you find like a little side area of that area and it's like way harder and the boss is like super hard and it's just like, okay, I'm going to mark this on my map. How many, how many blue lines do you have on your back? mat? <laughs> I, I use those little badges when I, yeah. when I do that, but it's, that's what this game's all about and not only is it the wide, huge world, this game does something that is like one of the funniest trolls I've ever seen in my life is you keep playing this game and you keep getting like a map piece and then you go to your map and it like is a little more zoomed out than it was before. You're like, oh shit. Oh, this map is pretty big, huh? And that happens like five times. I know, every time you're like, I'm almost completing the map. No, wait, oh my gosh. I legitimately like (laughs) laughed out loud when the most recent one happened to me. Where I'm like, I'm near the end of the game. It's incredible, and I got a thing, and it zoomed out, and I was like, "You're kidding me! Like, you're kidding me!" It is just
2: so hilarious. Oh, so you're telling me the same thing? Because right now, like, I'm literally—you have right the the Lindo Capital. Like, Mm -hmm. I I have everything except that little chunk. It's gonna.
1: (laughs) It, but it's so funny because so. So the game at its core. It, it feels a lot like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. I have to say. And it plays like it, too. I feel like that helps. It plays like Dark to... Souls. It has equipment like Dark Souls. It has leveling like Dark Souls. Very, very similar. So if you are a Dark Souls fan, you fundamentally understand this game, and you know what you're in for on a mechanical level. Now, they definitely make some changes. There's a lot of new spells if you want to do Matt, I'm doing mainly intelligence um, with like a sword so i have a little bit of strength just to hold the sword basically oh wow so you're
2: like a spell guy i'm a spell caster you're
1: not a melee interesting dan so what's with the change it's a cool this game is so cool and it makes it really easy to respect your character later in the game yeah so that's a huge thing but they they have their differences. There's a bunch of new spells, there's new types of weapons. Dragon new, weapons. Yeah, there's cool stuff that makes it different. But at its core, you know what if you know what a Dark Souls game is, this is what it feels like. So I think that's a nice little jumping on point for people. But other than that, I mean they totally change like there are the the immersion of a and I'll use an early example. Of that dragon that's in the lake, right? So you know. I mean, you walk across an NPC and he's like, there's a dragon in this lake. (laughs) Like, watch out, dude. Like, be careful where you walk. So you know. But to walk out, and this is a classic Dark Souls moment where a huge dragon sweeps over and scares the shit out of you. But because it's an open world like this, It's not just a funnel path, you know? So you walk out, and this huge dragon comes in, kills a bunch of guys, throws a bunch of fire all over the place, and your instinct, if you're like me, is hopping on your horse and going the other way. (laughs) I'm running, and then guess what? He's gone. And I think the thing about this game that makes it so special is that it has that Dark Souls feel and that Dark Souls amazing game design, everything, but you have about 30 different spots you can go to. So if you're fighting a boss and you can't beat him, you're having a hard time, turn around, go figure something else out, Mm -hmm. try something else out. If that's bothering you, go try something else out. And that allows you to grow and experiment without grinding or doing something that's annoying or beating your head against it until you beat it. And that is such an important part of this game that you never had in a souls game before like in dark souls one in particular and dark souls two there were different areas you can go to and and even demon souls Mm -hmm. you can go to these different worlds and try them out but it isn't the same as this where because it's so open and it's not about funnel paths there are at any given time you have 10 different bosses you can fight right and it's just like just figure out what you want to do you know and it could be anything i mean you go to a certain place that you've been to a million times, but this time it's at night. Oh, now there's a boss there that I've never seen before. Right. It's Daytime, nighttime, nighttime. Yeah. It's like, but there's a thousand things like that. And it just never stops being amazing. It never stops. I, uh, we can get into some of these notes, but I want to hear a little more from you give me some examples of things that you've come across that you were blown away by. The biggest, with this game. The biggest thing for me actually is the
2: whole I so I guess this is considered spoiler ish is the whole when you go to like the cathedrals with like the dragon right? Yes, like the, like to me, that was one of the coolest things ever when you like I go I walk into this church and there's this big, dead dragon there and i don't know i had this i don't even know how i got there it was like this weird underground tunnel to go that i took a cave on the beach yeah it was like this weird thing and i end up in there's this there's this big church with this huge dragon there and i did something i guess i had a dragon heart or something in yep. me and i became you already killed the dragon i already killed the dragon at one point cuz i thought it would yeah i don't know but yeah so then i I just upgraded my character and i didn't know how to this is the thing too with anybody that's played these dark souls games is there's no really explicit instruction on how to use any of this stuff so i don't know i put uh some xp and i put the dragon heart into this uh i think it was like dragon rot breath or whatever so i i I got it but i don't know how to use it so i'm trying to play around whatever i'm like i don't know how to use this whatever 10 hours go by and I get this item. I didn't know about the seals. I didn't know that you had to like get a seal to put uh, a thing on it. So I get the seal. And I'm like, okay, I got the seal, whatever. And then out of nowhere, I'm fighting an enemy. And I don't know how I configured it. But out of nowhere, my hand turns into a dragon's head. And he starts spewing <laughs> this rot breath. And the guy like dies in two seconds. And I was like... How did I do that? I have no idea how I did that. I then I finally googled it trying to figure it out. It's like, "Oh, that's what I did. I initiated the seal mark. I learned the spell, whatever." That's so funny. But like for me, it was so cool because this game is so cryptic and all the dark. So, and all the yeah. Souls games are cryptic where you got to try to figure out all these nuances and stuff. But what was so funny for me is is it was a weird thing that happened to me. I have this cool temple. All right, I buy this thing that sounds cool. I have no idea how to use it. And then for some weird happenstance, it just shows up. and um, Now it's one of my favorite things to do is to go up to an enemy and just like drag and rot them. <laughs> so for me, like that stuff, I think very, very cool. It's amazing. Especially because there's no clear cut. Well, this is how you have to play it. Yep. So for those weird things to happen, like, oh, my gosh, this thing does this. Yep. This does this to this enemy type.
1: I absolutely love it. It's so cool. And I will say, so I'll, I'll hit a couple of my notes here, just to just to get through some stuff. This is like stream of consciousness as I'm playing. So, a cool new thing: beating a group of enemies and replenishing your flasks mm-hmm. is so cool. Yeah. And along that same line, there are dung beetles. I call them dung beetles because that's how they move around. They they have like a tumbleweed and they run the around. The big that, ball, yeah. yeah. That have that are either red or blue, and they replenish a health flask or a cerulean flask, mm. and. Having that out in the world, such a minor thing that you wouldn't think is so important, but it allows you to stop like chasing and returning back to the same sites of grace or bonfires. Is that classic souls thing? Is like I'm gonna run out here, do something, and then ah, I use too many flats. I'm gonna go back, rest again, do that better. Yeah, and that that design. Is a little bit tedious, you know. Like there's not a lot of inherent value in that. So making these things where it's like, all right, this is a distinct group of enemies. When you defeat them all, any flasks that you used while fighting them, they're all replenished. That is so smart. That is cool. It is so smart, and it sounds like such a minor thing. But if you played these games, it it the the, the like the exploration. Is That's at the heart of this game is enhanced by having things like that, mm. right? <clears throat> well, I love even just being able to allocate how many you know, all right. Yes. I want to use. very cool I have ten
2: flasks. I can either do five You know I could do five for health five for the cerulean for the for the <clears throat> you know the magic or I can do seven you know, yep. And that's I've I've changed it on multiple occasions based on whatever area I'm at if I'm at an area where I could probably use a little bit more definitely range magic
1: or you know ashes of war and, Because I am such a mage character, right now I have three Crimson Flasks only, and I have nine Cerulean, Yeah, because I use so much magic, and I'm using a lot of my Spirit Ashes, which we can talk about now, to do the brunt of the fighting up close and personal, and then I'm using my magic. So, new thing to the game, two new things. We have Ashes of War and Spirit Ashes. Ashes of War are, on any non-boss weapon... Like any non-like unique, you know, crazy boss weapon, you can swap its special ability. And the the way that you use the special ability is you two hand your weapon and hit L two. So examples would be uh, one is like a war stomp. You stomp the ground. Hard frost stomp. Yeah, that's one of the best. That's one of the best ones. That's one of the best. Uh, Another one would be like you summon this like cyclone around you that damages all enemies. Uh, Another one is like a. You launch lightning across, you know, straight ahead in a a line. Um, Things like that. And you have so many of them. Some of them are just physical abilities. Some of them are uh, launching a, uh, like, a magical spell. Uh So, like, you may not have (laughs) the intelligence to, like, put the magical spell into your spell slots. Because you can only equip it if you have 30 intelligence. Mm -hmm. But because you have this ash of war, now all I have to do—it doesn't matter—I have enough for the sword, and I put it on the sword. Now I can launch Use that it? that missile that I that I couldn't do before. Stuff like that is really really cool. Yeah. Then you have the spirit ashes, which are basically summoning in, uh, like it, it's it's it it would be like uh, shadows of enemies you fought that are now fighting for you. Mm-hmm. And you gain them through beating little catacombs and caves and things like that, and beating the boss at the end. And what you're doing is it, it uses FP, your magic, and then they just fight for you in this cool. area. They, unless they die, they're there, or unless they kill every single enemy in the area, they're there and Which they're is fighting. Amazing. With you. Some and of those help out hugely. I have I have one that's ranked plus ten, like maxed out. And they're just like, they come in and they just absolutely whoop ass. Right, you can upgrade the... Yeah, you can You can upgrade basically everything in this game. You can upgrade the, the Spirit of Ashes up to maximum of plus 10. I don't know if this is a spoiler. <clears throat> I don't know if I could say. Do you have the one
2: that duplicates? Yes. That one's so... That's amazing. So
1: it's funny because it's not that good for me because of my build oh for it's a melee fighter it is yeah. just, it is so helpful it's it basically it's a it's a mimic of you it's basically spoiler, spoiler alert. i'm not gonna tell you how to get it so it's here, actually very convoluted to get it it is it's not easy but it 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 basically yeah makes a copy of you and now there's two of you fighting but because i'm such a mage it's like they're unpredictable i have i have seven spells who knows what they're gonna use right they could use poison a that doesn't do it yeah. yeah i get you so it's that kind of thing which is so funny because you know, everybody online is talking about, oh, Mimic is the best, Mimic, blah, blah, blah But not, not for, for me. Um, <clears throat> but I have other beefy boys that'll that'll go out there and tank the damage for me. But that's what's cool. For me, I don't need someone that's doing damage. Yeah. I need someone to eat the damage and distract the guy. Right. Well, some of the bosses require that. And that's
2: what this game is so good. There's little bosses where yeah. that helps. Where yeah. uh, the boss um, in the volcano uh, manor yeah. area before...
1: Yeah. I guess we could say. Before Rikard. God, this was... I think this is the hardest... This is the one that I've died the most on. Thank you. God... So hard because... Godskin Noble. The moment you
2: hit the Godskin Noble... Yeah. He's he's looking at you like and it is so
1: he's hard. fast and then halfway through he started rolling. Oh, around. and you can't dodge it. You can't dodge <laughs> it. So I, to have I started like getting on <laughs> an angle on the pillar. So you just roll into the pillar. Over so
2: there. hard. So hard. And that's the problem. The minute you hit him, he's looking at you <laughs> he's and as such a, me- a prick as a melee fighter. Yeah. You're like right up close yeah. and personal. So to have an ash uh, yep. spear dash like in the corner, just like <laughs> just 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 <laughs> to get so him. So
1: it's almost like a roll reversal. Yeah, because you're in there up close <laughs> trying to slash him, and they're they're like doing damage in the corner. Meanwhile, I have a I have a big pumpkin head guy <laughs> that's just like putting his head down and tanking all the damage. While I'm like <laughs> casting laser. Beams. Yeah, I'm glad you had probably the I hardest boss in the game so far. I think he's the hardest. For he's me. been the, and
2: he's not even he's like a mini boss sort of thing. He's probably been the hardest. boss. Oh, he's not a mini boss. He's main path. Oh, that's true. Like, sure. He is main. You have to fight him, but yeah. he's probably been the hardest. Yeah. Yeah, I know the the <laughs> tree sentinel thing. gave me some issues though with that one shot lightning oh, kill, but
1: he didn't even touch me. Anyway, I want to, I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about so, maybe the bosses maybe at one point going back in. I think an, another new thing ever jails, mm-hmm. very cool. very cool very cool. And the thing that I love about this it, is so this game is full of just really smart design decisions. So these are basically. And I want to talk about... Let's talk about the map right after this. Okay. But so Let's just talk about it all. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> These are basically areas on the map that there's a boss in, entrapped in this ever-jail. And if you think about it lore-wise, it's horrifying. They're just sitting there waiting for challengers. They come out, fight them, and, and go back to their business doing nothing. So <clears throat> you'll see this big purple thing on the ground, go over, hit triangle on it. Okay, you want to fight this boss? Yes. Go in. Boom. Big boss fight. Like you have no idea what to expect. Right. Some of them are pretty easy. Some of them are really hard. You have no idea what you're expecting. But the brilliant thing is when you die, your runes or souls are sitting there in the main world, not in the jail world. Yeah. So it's like a very low stakes fight. You come across one in the world. I'm like, I'm going to try it. Why not? Because you've you nothing to lose. There's usually a stake America right nearby, yeah. which is another interesting new thing, which we'll talk about. And I'm gonna go in, and if I die and think he's too hard for me, all right, I'll take my runes back. I'll, yeah. co- I'll mark you on the map, and I'll come back. Yeah. So I think those things are awesome. I fought some really neat bosses in there. I mean, t- bosses. How many freaking bosses are in this game? There's probably like over what 150. And I have to be. I'm happy to
2: say I have like probably. My I'm O C D and the way that I've been playing the game is like I will take a chunk of the map. Like I won't go on to the next area unless like I did uh Limgrave, like I made sure I saw every <laughs> I got every uh side of grace. I made sure that I fought every boss. Like I won't move forward right.
1: through the story unless I I don't know how you have less hours than me then. Yeah, I have about fifty hours. And I'm about sixty. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but you're far, you said you were farther. You're like five hours ahead. Sure, but I remember we talked, and, and it was like, oh, 55 versus 40, whatever, and and we were at the same spot. I was like, damn, good for, good for you, Dan. You know, I just... I Maybe been, you're just better at it than brushing me. brushing up on my... <laughs> one uh, of the evergels,
2: I got my favorite item, the the bloodhounds uh, sword. Oh, yeah, that's a good that, one. I've been using that the whole time. I love that because it just... I. When I've played Dark Souls, not to go on a tangent, but when I've played these games, like even Bloodborne, I was Battle Axe all the whole way through. I just Battle Axe. I just Battle Axe. Battle axe. Dark Souls, straight sword the whole time. The whole time. This, I was finally like, you know what? No, I'm going to be crafty. I'm going to like try different <laughs> items. I'm going to try different spells and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. That sword with the blood buildup, holy moly, nobody can
1: stop me. For a long time, so I, I respect into this pure mage. For a while, I was dex and magic. Okay. And I had the Wolverine claws.
2: Oh, those are great, too. So claws, I would yeah. have
1: dual claws. That's pretty cool. Stack that bleed, yeah. and they would just perish. So good. Uh, really love that. But So back to so the Everjails are awesome, but right. also I mentioned the Stakes of America. Right. And these are basically small statues all over the world. And when you get close to one, next time you die, it'll ask you, do you want to respawn at your most recent site of grace or do you want to respawn at the stake? And the stakes are usually right before a boss. That's typically where they are. So it is such, again, just a brilliant design decision. People talk about how punishing these games are. And as they've gone on, and especially this one, they are so like generous in what they're doing and giving you oh, and allowing yeah. you to, yes, these bosses are hard. Yes, the design is tough. Yes, there's like some crazy things going on. But they're giving you the tools to allow you less like, frustration. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so smart. This America is so great. because so Yeah, because
2: you're like, all right, I'm going to go farm a little bit or I'm going to go just explore a little bit. Maybe it's something I want to do before I, I, I'm further on the path. I'm going to go back to my
1: side of grace. So yep. I can just sh-. Or, yeah. I'm going to keep fighting this boss. I, need to, I know yeah. how to do this. I'm going to do this. I know how to do this. I think that's really, really smart. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the map and then I want to get into speci- some specific it's... moments that... I want to call out. I'm sure you have some as well. Um, So on the map, first of all, map is brilliant. You start out, I forget how you get the first piece. It's very close to the beginning. But every time you get a map fragment or whatever they're called, you open up your map and it's this hand-drawn, like very old-school fantasy style map where the brilliant, brilliant thing is you can look at the map and kind of suss out, like, what's there? So, like, in the beginning, you're saying, like, okay, something's over here. That's interesting. Let me look at it. And on the physical map, what's drawn there, there's, like, a, a building-looking thing. All right, let me go explore that. So not only are you looking at sight lines in the world, but you're using the map. So the ever jails before you discover them, they're, like, black circles on the ground. The tunnels, which is really good to find, like, upgrading equipment, are like red circles in the map. The ruins are like ruined buildings. Right. So before you get there, and then it official. Once you get there, it'll officially put it on your map. Like once you're in that area, before you do that, you're kind of like figuring out, oh, what's over here? What's over here? In addition to just looking around the world, and man, that's satisfying. It's so good. And there's so many weird things that you discover by looking at that map where you're like, something's a little off here. Like this branch, something weird's going on here. Let me go over there and check it out. And then you find out a whole new area is over
0: there.
2: Yeah. And it's just. Right. How many times have you seen a building where there's like a little hole like in between? Like, and you're like, yep. Wait a second. What's that? Let's see if I can get under there. And it's like this whole new thing.
1: Or like, or like, Blood is hanging out there. Like, it's just
2: like, what are you doing there, buddy?
1: That's my boy. I, it's so funny because this is all like uh based on like Ireland, Scotland, like mm-hmm. old. So his name is B L A I D D and it's pronounced Blathe. Oh, Blaid. Okay. <laughs> but I think that's like such a funny Blathe. Like, Blaid. the half wolf. And that, so, all right. So let's talk specifics. Okay. Anyone that doesn't want to know anything, shut this podcast yeah, off. Yeah, this is your point because we're going to talk about specific things in this game over and over again. Um, until we, you know, our, our voices are no more. Um, so I want to start out with a basic one over just South of the lake in the beginning. Okay. There is a procession of two trolls, you know, pulling a cart, bunch of guys around there. So at first you're like, I don't want to go head on. I'm going to like go around and see if I can work my way. And you find, like, a couple of guys, like, on the cliffside, like, looking out at the procession, like, all right, cool, I'm just gonna stab them in the back, not worry about it, I'm stabbing a guy in the back, stabbing a guy in the back, and then I go to stab a guy in the back, and he busts into a poof of smoke, and a giant bear comes launching out of him (laughs) magically, and fucking throws me across the map, one shot kill, freaked me out like you wouldn't believe... (laughs) And I'm like, what just happened? So I go back there, and I'm like, was that like a weird like the? There's a one in a thousand chance that that happens, and I hit the guy again, and it happens again. So now I know it's coming. I get on my horse, I start going, and then you realize, oh, these guys are faster than the horse. Like, what do I? <laughs> yeah, bears do on I do? your horse. Yeah, no way. Those big bears. Those big bears are. Because there's like a regular grizzly bear too. No, those and, big bears, and they're just like normal bears. Those big bears oh boy <laughs> so coming across that so early in the game and being like you yeah, know I could, I could die in like, this open world any second any second what a cool moment oh man what I love that
2: what I love about these games in general is like those moments are so specific and so minute but like you will always remember that and like yep. that's a shared experience yep. that like we who have played it are like
1: yeah I said that, that was crazy crazy <laughs> and the thing about this game is It shares that from software thing, even though it's so big, I could tell you how to get from there to there. (laughs) And it's like, that's a famous Souls game. Yeah. You know, my friend Ozzy played Bloodborne for the first time, and I get on, this was, you know, years ago, I get on his you know, share play, whatever, to, like, kind of coach them through it. Like, oh, go over here, go over there. Like, you know those games inside and out. And even though this game is open world wide open, I know this game in a way that I can tell you, oh, so you go here from there, and that's where this thing is, like,
2: that's amazing. And that's what it
1: is because everything is so interesting. Every point is so specific and interesting. You can do that. And it's because the thesis of this game is you are on an adventure. So it feels like you are the one exploring. Therefore, you are remembering it. It's amazing. I can't tell you a single area in Horizon Forbidden West and how to do something or go somewhere. Not a chance. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. That's what this game does that... The only other game that's ever done it for me is Breath of the Wild, and that's and that's and that's my thesis. At the end of the day, there's two games.
2: It's crazy. It's Breath of the Wild and, and Elden Ring. Uh, have you come across patches? Oh yes. Still a prick. Amazing, Still amazing. A prick. But and then he tell. Yeah, we said spoilers. And he teleports you to freaking Caleb. When you see that for the first <laughs> time,
1: when you're like level ten, when you get into Caleb. <laughs> when you're like level ten and you walk out, but you walk out red sky. You're like, where am I? This is horrifying. Not only I think the first am I mistaken, the first time you're teleported there, you're in the tunnels, right? You start in the tunnel. You start in the tunnels, um the with the with the, yeah. with the gems and
2: the yeah, and those enemies are tough, but they, they are so tough. But do you
1: know who who's there is those Senate, those like bug guys with the big staffs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that too loud? A little sorry, bit. Sorry. That's <laughs> all right. But those those guys or like they'll, they'll one-shot you with that and spell where yeah. they all converge on you. And so you get out of those tunnels finally. You're like, "Whoo! all right, I'm out of here. Because with those teleporter traps, if you die, it respawns you at the teleporter trap, not at the last sight no. of grace. So there is a, the best part, so there is a sight of grace in the tunnels nearby, but you can't teleport out of a, of a tunnel. <laughs> it won't let you. So you make your way out. You walk out, sky is red, you're in like a wasteland, you're like, where the hell am Nothing I? Nothing you've ever seen. You see a horde of zombies walking, there's a big ass raven with very oh sharp teeth. Oh my gosh, yes. Those guys are ruthless. They're the worst, and the dogs too, ruthless, like dog wolf the looking things. The big T-Rex like, dogs.
2: Yeah, yeah, what the <laughs> heck? And you just see like bones and like guts like oh. all on the ground. So, but so imagine maybe. being level 10. Yep. Patches is one of the first yep. things that you get to see.
1: And then you go back to him and he's like, oh, how was that? <laughs> uh, All for his
2: freaking robes. Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> well, because he tricks you because he's like, oh, yes, you like that chest over there. I yeah. see you eyeing that chest over but there. But that's
1: mine. <laughs> Don't think about it. And then, of course, you go to do it. Um. Uh. But that's a moment for
2: me. Yes. Especially like early in the game. And you're like, what is this area? It took me, I was so scared to go to Caled.
1: Well, it is one of the harder areas on that first continent. so much to talk about. Uh, um, First of all, let's just say those teleporter traps show you a lot of the world early. Like Mm -hmm. little glimpses. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant thing. Because it marks on your map, like it opens a little fog area on your map. And it allows you to be like, oh. I can get over. What there. is that? Yeah. I want to see that. You know, like and it, They're like little pinpoints all over that you want to get yeah. to. I think that's so, so smart. Um, something that, speaking of, I didn't mention it on the map part, but before you get a map fragment, you can see the main path and a little stone. Mm-hmm. And that little stone indicates that there's a map fragment there. Right. So it's like a, that's a, so helpful a destination when, you want to get to when you yeah. get to a new area. It's like, oh, I want to get that map so smart that's helpful so it's helpful too for sure um what else do i have on here um round table hold we didn't talk about. oh right yeah your hub area you got a hub area i really like it like a lot of the characters there typical souls fashion they all have their own quests going on as time goes on none of them are doing well things are gonna happen (laughs) to them all um you have fia who you can get hugs from Yeah, so what's up with the hugs? So someone told me that... It subtracts your vitality by 5%. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) But she gives you the blessing, Baldur's Blessing, which if you use, it reverts it. So what it's doing is it's subtracting 5% vitality, but then you get like a stamina recovery increase or something like that. But she has a really cool side quest. Something they do in this game. I'm going to mention it now while I'm thinking about it. That's very, very helpful. And they have not done in other games is you can jump into a quest line at a bunch oh, of different points. Right. That is so, it makes me so happy because notoriously you could break quest chains in these games by accident just by advancing. And the game the story. is so cryptic anyway. So it's
2: not like, oh, Eileen the Crow is going to be here. Yes, it's like, exactly. you got to like seek her out. So
1: with this one, a perfect example have you done the Ronnie quest? Mm-hmm. You did the whole thing? I'm at the end. Okay, where our friend isn't doing so well. Yeah, so Spoilers. that that Ronnie quest, as you are doing it, so you can do it in a way where you meet Blythe first, and then he points you towards Ronnie, and then you do that whole start of it. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't even meet him, and then I ended up the first time I met him was at Radon. Oh, the same. This is my my yeah. exact same. Yes, was so, at the festival. Yes, so you can meet Blythe very early. And he'll talk to you and say, oh, behind Carrie Manor, you know, woman I love, whatever, like, goes in on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of story stuff, whatever. And you go back and forth. Blythe goes to her place. Like, you, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Or you can do it the way I did it, where once you get to the festival, you can't get Blythe at the, at the, the forest. Mm-hmm. So now you got to beat Radon in order to see him elsewhere. But it was just so cool to be like, oh, I didn't screw anything up by doing that. I'm just doing the quest anyway, and that is helpful. So nice
2: because that was the same sort of thing. I saw him. I met him first at the festival, right? And um, but I, the thing is, is I I was I thought, oh no, because I remembered earlier that there was talk. There was some NPC who said like, if you go into the woods, you'll hear the howl of right. the wolf. But he's yeah. you know he, he could be nicer or, or whatever. Right. And when I met him there, I was like, "Oh, I think I completely messed yep. up." There yep. was something to I, I his name's thing. half wolf. I'm like, "Well, yep. that's that's the guy." I yep. definitely missed something. But you're right. And then I went to Carrier Manor afterwards. Actually, it was thanks to your text. I was like, "Oh, I don't think I saw Carrier Manor," and I did it. And then that's when that started the Roundy's quest line. I was like, "Oh, that's great." That, that was my that
1: was my first intro into the hand
2: monsters. Oh my gosh, probably my <laughs> they're great, but like my the most unnerving like little bosses ever. Dude. Anybody look up spider fingers? (laughs) Or what are they called? I don't know what the. What are they called? I don't know. I don't know. They're really terrifying. They're horrifying. They're literally like these They look like spiders, but they're fingers.
1: And there's too many of them. This is eight fingers. Carrying manners intense.
2: Yeah. Carrying manners intense. Especially with all the. On the grass areas when there's.
1: Yeah. They got the big ones and the little ones, and there's so many of them. So there's. And they're underground, and you walk in their palm, and they come out. (laughs) So cool. But. They're worse than spiders. Dude, there's just so much in this game. Uh, But yeah, back to Roundtable Hold. Oh,
2: yeah, sorry. You meet a lot of
1: really cool NPCs in there, a lot of good lore stuff. A lot of the guys that are mentioned, a lot of the people that are mentioned in that opening cinematic, who you think are going to be the main bosses, are the NPCs that you meet there. Mm -hmm. Fia, the Deathbed Companion, is one of them. Uh, Gideon, Offnir, is your main guy (laughs) in that place. You get the Dung Eater there eventually. Like there's a lot of a lot of these guys there. Have you met Gold Mask?
2: Oh yeah, he's the guy that Sister says those by Live by
1: the Death. Is that the guy? Gold Mask in in the Atlas Plateau. He's just staring up at the earth tree, you didn't meet him? Oh, it's really good. Alright, I gotta go there then. Um, but it's so cool because the thing that this game does and <laughs> once we beat it i mean i can we'll talk more spoilers lore story stuff but meeting all those people in the intro you're like thinking these people are larger than life and then you meet them and they're just like fucked up little guys yeah <laughs> like they're just like yeah they're just like weirdos and it's so fucking good where is he gold mask is he he's hanging out at atlas plateau before you get to Langdale. okay um and you find him on like a bridge and he has a quest. Do you know the guy that sells you miracles in Roundtable? Yeah, yeah. So once he leaves, has he left? He's left. He's gone. He goes to gold. He's finding gold mask. Okay, gotcha. And when you find you find him there, and you find gold mask, and then they hang out together. There's, there's a, lot good, a lot of good, a lot of good quest stuff there. But yeah, there's just a million things like that in this game. Um, I think so. As you meet some NPCs, they'll they'll come to Roundtable Hold. Uh, they'll leave, they'll tie, they'll do whatever. So, love that. Absolutely love that whole area. I think something that's under-discussed is destructible environments and how much of a game-changer that is in a game like this. Because places you would expect to be safe, you are no longer safe. Like, I think of a really good early one is that Tree Sentinel. Oh, yeah. That Church of Ella... Oh,
2: yeah, you got your guy
1: that's selling stuff destroyed yeah so you're like typical souls thing you're gonna go near the tree sentinel he's gonna chase after you you're gonna be like i don't know i gotta go in here go and then set. he fucking busts through the wall <laughs> like the kool-aid man and smashes it apart and you're like Whoa. <laughs> stuff like that man like oh and that making these destructible and you're fighting a giant who's breaking trees like it feel because everything has like weight to it. It has like gravity to it. Because you think,
2: oh yeah, I'm gonna go back to the side of grace and I'm gonna just erase it. Like nope. it's amazing. Nope, it's amazing. Oh man, he's my favorite NPC by the way. The the merchant at the Church of Ella. I will give that guy money. Oh, it's great. I'll always give it. the yeah.
1: best. DJ Kale is so, my man. He's so nice all the time. A pleasure to see. <laughs> he's great. I've met them all. He's the one that gives you the snap for yeah. a blood. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The fact that you can completely, not only, I don't think people quite understand how open this game is and how much you can avoid. You can go around Stormbell Castle and not do Stormbell Castle. I had Castle. no idea.
2: Someone told me could that. Could you imagine that? I had no idea that you could do that. You can completely
1: bypass that. How Have you tried? Yeah, I've done it. I've came at it from the other way after exploring Lyernia a little bit. And I'm like, what But that's insane. So you have to fight where... Godric or... Don't have to. That's how crazy insane. is that? And then later in the game, once you get out of there, everything is bypassable. There's like three different ways to get to Volcano Manor, including the coolest way, which I got to from, I think the first one of them I met, the Iron Virgins. Okay. Did you get taken by one of them?
2: No, I didn't get taken by an Iron Virgin.
1: So you know how they open up and the creepy hands come yeah, out? yeah, yeah. If they grab you... You get teleported to a prison at Volcano Manor.
2: Oh no way!
1: So I got to Volcano Manor like way before, and there's a there's a special boss you fight out of that prison.
2: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah yeah yeah. No way. So oh, that's the yeah. first time you got to Volcano Manor. And it was way before. I hadn't even seen Radon or done. Wow. I haven't even beaten Raya Lucaria yet. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. That's insane. That was crazy. But there's a there's two ways when you when you're on volcano or Mount Gelmere, right when you're up there you can get to you can get to that main area multiple ways you can go I just went through the front door you can go through <laughs> the manor you can go around and up the side and then Atlas Plateau I never I didn't get the lift oh, you didn't the get deck the two to pieces it. to. I went around, and it was not intentional. I was just exploring. Then I got to Atlas Plateau. I was like, "Whoa! Like this is so a cool place." You fought place. the giant
2: worm monster. Yes, I did that anyway, just because I thought it was cool. Yeah. I wanted to be. I would bookmark that area, that lift. Speaking of like crazy moments, yeah. When you hear that beautiful singing, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. What is that? And you get closer and closer, and, and you just hear this beautiful, oh, no yeah. this is so serene and beautiful, and then bats start coming at you, you kill the bats, and you hear this beautiful music, and you get closer and closer to this angel <laughs> singing, it's one of those weird bat guys. Like, it's
1: a true siren. It's so
2: good. It's a true siren. Like a moment like that. So there's a few of them all over the place. So good I came me.
1: across the first one of those in Liernia in like a random like group of rocks. Uh-huh. I heard the singing and I went in and it was like a cave and they were in there. <laughs> I
2: love like that. I love so much. Oh. I was actually hanging with Scott when we were playing oh, that. Yeah? And he was like, what's that beautiful music? And I said, watch this. <laughs> and we go closer and closer and closer. And he's like, wow, it's so cool. <laughs> so that guy's Oh, can you go talk to him? <laughs> watch this. <laughs> you go up to him and, rah, and he starts to come after me. That's like, amazing. I love that stuff. It's so that, good. That's like. And those moments I will will cherish.
1: Absolutely amazing.
0: Um, You
1: you went to uh, you. So obviously, so what's the first area you went underground? Because we need to talk about the underground.
2: Oh, actually, the first was the secret area after Radon. After that was the first time that I I went underground and I figured out how to toggle the maps.
1: After Radon.
2: You know when we're the, uh the star yes, shoots yes. and then you go to... So that was the first Gokhan. time. So, so you never time?
1: went down, uh, I think it's pronounced Shifra. Okay. You never went down Shifra well? No. So in that mist Mistvale ruins or whatever, if you, you ever see those guys that are glowing, like you go to this little candelabra in the wilderness, like anywhere, mm-hmm. there's like a glowing candelabra and then it's like a... Gas, like a ghostly figure, just like walking slowly. Oh
2: yes, there was a city. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: If you ever follow one of those, they take you to like in, like interesting areas. So you follow one of those near where Blythe was, and he'll take you to the. It's basically a, it's it's an elevator down, and it takes you down, and it's it's that first area, of of Shifra where. You, I walked in and the whole sky was looked like it filled with stars. But even though it's you're underground, you're under, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the elevator takes so long to go down, and you're like, what is oh, this? Man. What a cool moment!
2: Yeah, for me it was uh, uh so the you, city of of Nokron. Yeah.
1: No. So you you beat that area?
2: I beat that area. Yeah, but that was the Dude, first time that I knew that there was able to like tackle
1: that giant skeleton sitting oh, on the throne. Oh my god! No way. How cool! That was, that? was so tough. How, that was <laughs> that big guy. You're saying, <laughs> yeah. So, but when you beat that big guy, the, the one that isn't moving, the one that's just there, yeah. yeah, yeah. What an amazing visual! I did
2: know though, because the, when they do the save screens, they show that that character. Yes. It, yes. Yeah. So, was, but seeing it, I oh, was like, I realized, holy okay, that's shit! Insane. So cool. Very very cool. Um, that whole area is very hard. Once you get past, uh, when you go to that cave like area, you do that like cliff and then you can jump down and yep those guys are so hard i still i still can't beat them those guys i just run away i just run past them
1: the giant ants did you see them
2: yeah yeah
1: those guys are interesting Um, Or the giant
2: lobsters those are freaky deaky like
1: (laughs) um one of my favorite moments so far is when you beat Godric. so first of all i think Margot's fight is very very cool Mm -hmm. i think Godric's fight is very, very cool. A lot of these big bosses have a midway cutscene, and then the fight changes a little bit. Absolutely sucker for that. Love that. When Godric, that moment where he's ripping his arm off, and he shoves the, the freaking dragon's head like... Love that. But
2: just when he's like that noise he makes, like yeah. that like scream.
1: Oh, it's horrible.
2: Oh, man, he's the worst. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. I had to play him like 10 times. And I remember my mom being like, What are you doing down there? <laughs> ah! <laughs> he's like ripping his arm off. <laughs>
1: there's a lot of cool, um I mean, this is a classic Souls thing, but there's a lot of bosses that either rip off a piece of their body or remove a weapon from their body or something. Absolutely love yeah, that I shit. Still
2: one of my favorite boss fights. Like, like excellent I, excellent fight. I really, really enjoyed that boss fight. Yeah. very, very much. Excellent L- fight. Like in the Pantheon of Souls games. Like I will remember that. Fight it's very good. And the Radon fight, yeah. as like two of like my favorite. Very, very good. Well, Radon, I don't know if it was my favorite, but it felt really good to spectacle. beat spectacle. It yeah. felt really good to beat him. Yeah,
1: spectacle is amazing. Yeah, definitely. And just thematically, bring all these homies in. Oh man, how so you? I'm good. curious,
2: how'd you beat Radon? What was your?
1: Well, I'm a mage. Okay. So. Uh, I there, have I the latena spell of a like a long range arrow shot. Nice. So I would just roam around, hit him with a couple shots, let the guys do most of the work, and then resummon them yeah, yeah, hit yeah. him with the oh. you ever get up close and personal with him and see the horse under there?
2: His horse is so tiny. <laughs> Though apparently right I know. my sister looked up the lore. I was <laughs>
1: reading the item descriptions for Adan, You can see it in there. He was so in love with the horse <laughs> he that he learned gravity that's why he learned his gravity magic, which he uses all the time in the battle. And it was so that he can still sit on his horse, even though he's <laughs> enormous now <laughs> from killing everyone.
2: But that was that boss fight, man. I've, I've never in that in that in this game at least, next to actually the Godskin Noble, like satisfying, so Very that's what satisfying. I, did. I bow and arrowed him just like that. was
1: probably the most attempts for me, but I wouldn't call him harder than the Godskin Mobile.
2: I think Godskin Noble was
1: actually hard like
2: every time I fought Radon I knew what I had to do. It was just I knew he, if I stayed he had so away, many one shot hits yeah.
1: that it was like oh I like, knew if you're I not that hard, you're just I can't get you.
2: Like if I knew if I stayed away and summoned the guys and like shot arrows and then reset and do right. that, I would do it. But you're right. Yeah. When he came to second phase. Yeah.
1: But I, love that, was- I absolutely love that this part of the podcast is just us, like, just like, ch- the game chopping it, up, chopping it up about the coolest parts of the game. Um, how about those freaks dancing in the in front of the windmills? Thank you. That oh my gosh! Me out so thank much. you. Horrifying. Yes. Horrifying. Oh my gosh! And the noises and
0: rah,
2: rah, rah. when they're oh dead—it was so weird. I told <laughs>
1: my sister downstairs because they I weren't was alu- They don't attack unless you get close.
2: Unless you get close, but I was. It, it reminds me of remember in Bloodborne, like the witches of Charnel Lane, like that area. Yeah. When they're like doing, it, it, remind, it yep. gave me that like Definitely. creepy vibes. So that's what I felt. They weren't attacking. And I called my sister down. I was like, you got to see this. Like, Part of me thinks this is hysterical. Part but of me is like creeped very
1: out. creeped out. Reminds me yeah. of midsummer. I don't like it. <laughs> very creepy. <laughs> Loved it, though. And so that whole area was really, really cool. Yeah. I-, I love Atlas Plateau. Um, I'll also say Landell, in and of itself, when you get to the inner area, is like one huge souls dungeon.
2: It's Ikea, man. It's a labyrinth.
1: But it's so big and so brilliant, like absolutely brilliant. It's daunting, man. I love, especially love that area. And you'll
2: notice when you get to that one area where there's oh, like ten knights that have lightning. <laughs> like at the end, you can either go one way that takes you to the lift that will yep. get you to the yep. forbidden, but then you go the other way. and There's like ten knights with lightning. <laughs> if
1: you run up, you're talking about with all the long run up yep. into, into Landell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, and they come out of the woodwork. There's one of them. It's a dual boss fight, two tree sentinels. Oh, my God. Do you see that?
2: No, I missed that. There's two of them.
1: If you ride up the long way, like up the right side into the, not into the inner area, but the main area of Langdale from the Alice Plateau, there's a big, huge pathway. Oh, jeez. And there's a ton of tough enemies, and then there's two tree sentinels that go after you at once.
2: I missed that. It's so good. I guess
1: I didn't fight all the bosses. I I got some more. Dude, there's a lot of bosses in this game. Oh, man. Um. That, what did you think about Rikard? Did you beat Rikard? I did beat Rikard, yeah. I have five great runes. I have
2: five great runes. Five, yeah. I did the five that the guy in the round table hold. Yeah. I don't know if there's any more than that. Is that it? There are. Ah, oh, I missed those two.
1: No, you're not at them yet.
2: Oh, not at them yet. Okay. So, yeah, so I have...
1: A lot of the end game type of bosses have have great, great runes. runes. Yeah. So
2: I have I have Godric, I have Ronnie, Rikard, Margot, and uh, Radon. So, I, I haven't missed any. I haven't missed any of the big hitters.
1: Nice. Nice. Right? Ronnie or Ranala?
2: Oh, Ranala. I'm sorry.
1: I was going to say, to you. Ronnie's did the you witch. kill Ronnie? No, I didn't kill Ronnie. <laughs> no, you're dead to me Ronnie's, the,
2: Ronnie's the blue
1: witch that's, with it. The... That's wife. That's your wife?
2: Yeah. It was Diana.
1: No, honestly, I mean, I, we could do this all absolutely all night. I mean, I love, love, love this game. Let's end it with. Give me your three favorite boss fights. Okay. I like. Actually, I like Ryker. Ryker, I like as a character. Love him as
2: a character. That boss fight and that, that second scene. phase
1: with the cutscene. I and can't do starts, his voice. He <laughs> starts speaking out of the midsection of his body.
2: I very much like that boss Love fight that. in theme. It reminds
1: me of Yorm the Giant in um. Yes. Dark Souls Three. Yes. Cause like once you have the Serpent Hunter, it's it's not too. It's not too. It's not. My problem was when I was fighting him, I was a one-shot kill. Okay. So if he got me once, because what I was doing was I was hitting him with it, but it uses FP to use the L2 attack. Yeah. So I was hitting him, hitting him. And then when I had to refill my flask, I'm like sucking it down and trying to hit him quick. But if he got me first, I was like, ugh, I'm like, I should just level a little bit and get some health. So, top three boss fights. Why don't you go first? All right. I'll, I'll do one. You'll do one. Okay. Spirit Caller Snail. Are you familiar with this one? Spirit Caller Snail. He's, in, he's a catacombs boss. Okay. Not definitely easily missable. I need to look at the picture. You would know him. He is this is the whole pitch. You ready? You don't even need to look, right, I'm gonna look at a picture. This is the whole pitch. You walk in and you hear a summoning noise, like a summoning bell, and then a huge enemy appears that's like badass, like doing crazy spear moves, flying in, doing magic attacks, but it's a spirit. And you're, like, fighting this guy. Like, man, he's really tough. And, you know, it's it's semi-early in the game. So, like, I'm having a tough time. And I'm, like, starting to think about him. Like, his health bar is not going down when I'm hitting this guy. But that guy has a health bar. I'm like, hmm. Then I realize it's a fucking tiny wizard snail in the corner, back right corner of the area. Oh, my God. And <laughs> you can kill him in, like, three hits. I love that. Amazing. That is Amazing. fantastic. Absolutely loved it, and it took me a while to figure out. But then when you, I started looking around. I was like, I know exactly what's going on, because it's called the snail. I'm not hurting him. Like I, I get this. What's <laughs> going on? Now I got to find him. Right when you walk in, if you look in the back right, you see the little magic, like a like a waving oh my thing gosh, like magic of him. Koopa. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it was just brilliant. Absolutely. Loved I love it. that. Loved it. Loved it. Awesome fight. Uh, so give me one of yours then. I'm actually so it's four bosses when I fought this character four
2: times um, it's the I forget I should probably know the name if I fought this character four times it's, it's like this uh, metallic robotic like rat looking thing with like a red
1: cape oh okay that's the that's the uh, watchdog the watchdogs yeah
2: okay Fought that character four times. I don't know why I like the boss fight. Love I love the way it moves. That's what I think love. got me. And that's why I think... So strange. I think that's why it stuck with me is because... It it's is, like an automaton or something. I don't like it. But yeah. like, like the way that the witches like freak you yeah. out a little bit, like that's how it made me feel. I don't like how it's all just like very deliberate. It's freaky. like a robot yep. freaky.
1: Totally freaky. Not that
2: they're the hardest boss fights, but getting into there and constantly getting back to that character. What makes it. these games so great is like their cryptic like lore and their storytelling. So I'm just very intrigued like who designed these characters absolutely. what is this about absolutely so i would put Love that. i would put those
1: four as as one i have as my next choice here a full-grown falling star beast did you fight this guy
2: the full-grown falling star beast
1: so i'll explain them to you we'll see if you remember them. it's on mount kelmir on your way up to volcano manor and as you Oh in the big pit yeah.
2: Yes. The big buck look, the bug oh. looking thing with like the spikes and yes, that's a good fight.
1: Love that that's fight. That's a really good fight. And boy, for my build, that was a tough fight. Oh man, I can't imagine. And I had a lot of fun with it because again, it was a situation where I wasn't putting a lot into health. So if I get hit once, I'm dead. Yeah. Like I'm dead. So I had to learn like, all right, how am I going to do this guy? What do I have to do? And figuring out, cause he's got some quick moves. Oh yeah, he, and he's he got just some, comes right through the like the little yeah. volcano dip. So, yeah, he's like a he's like a bull. He is, but he's got this spiky. Yeah, like, and he's got all the gravity magic yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really That's cool boss. That's a good fight. Love that cool fight. I was on horseback the whole time. You're dodging. You're running. There was So I had to fight him a lot of times, and there was one time where I had him at one hit, but because I was sprinting at him to get a hit in, I was out of stamina, and I didn't realize, and I tried swinging my sword, and I couldn't. And I was like, oh, oh, like panic, didn't know what to do. And he hit me one shot and he had like a sliver left. Oh, and I was man. like, no. You know why
2: I like that fight too, though? I, like, I It's the build up to it because yep. there's a ladder that you can like climb up or you can get on your horse. and The horse jumps with the oh, air. Yeah. Those are oh, so yeah. cool. But I just climbed up the ladder thinking Yeah. I had – I don't know why. I thought that that was going to be like – Some yeah, sort of secret. I thought car yeah. was going to be up there because um, – the guy in the round table hole kept saying, like, you go to Mount Gelmir, write right card's there. So I said, oh, this has to be it. There's a huge ladder. You yeah. go, 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 And it wasn't. And it was that enemy. And it was so good. And I wouldn't go past it until I beat it. Oh, it was so I, good. Yeah, you can totally
1: just go around. Because like, there's a bridge that yeah. you can just, whew, just run right across. I love that fight. That's a good fight. I love that fight. Did you see any messages <laughs> at the tall ladders? That, a ladder? <laughs> there were ladders where it said snake 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 and I was like "Hmm, I wonder what they're talking about and then I realized they're talking about Metal Gear Solid Solid. 3 (laughs) and they're saying snake that's awesome that's awesome amazing I like the boss or they would say like it's like a dream snake or something like that I like that how many times have you seen a message that says
2: butthole try finger butthole <laughs> uh, I all right. My give, nu- give me a number two. Here. My, I'm actually going to say the fight right after. For, for me, it was a one-two punch. That okay. tree, the corrupted tree
1: boss. I don't know the names as well. As are they? Oh yes, yes. So yes. right after. So, so there's a lot. There's a recurring boss in this game mm-hmm. at all the uh, minor earth trees mm-hmm. that are like earth uh, tree guardian or yeah. something. And you expect something like that out of this one, but instead this creepy like it's like poison and, just... and it's like a it's like a malformed like being it's really disturbing but I love that fight. and yeah. the way it moves is really good the thing about this game that I find really interesting is the scale and the like the most like majestic amazing fights are you on a horseback mm-hmm. and it's not like mechanically necessarily the best but the the spectacle of it all yeah, when you're riding around and
2: oh trying to get away so you can like use i love that fight. Like, that guy's
1: tough he's got some quick moves i love that fight really big sweeps and stuff really i'm a big fan especially
2: of that for like how i was feeling while i was playing that you fight that boss that you mentioned You're like oh great cool i can get past this area rye has got to be up soon right yeah, yeah. and then you go that and you say oh that looks like yeah. a dead air tree what's going on and then right. it like starts pumping up just oh, like getting, so
1: good <laughs> i actually fought that one before the falling studies. yeah i'm trying to think how i came well, you up can, there's, there's a bunch of that I whole came, area you can do like i five came the other ways. way so yeah. you're a guy i fought yeah. first and then
2: yeah. went that way and then volcano Manor. so i finally got to rye but yeah that was a grueling five hours so i was just like boss boss volcano manor yeah. boss oh yeah that's did you do area. the volcano manor did you do the quest line with the assassins
1: no because that's actually one of the few that you can do improperly because if you kill Rycard before finishing it they say oh you killed our boss like we're done
2: oh interesting yeah i'm not an assassin anyway oh, yeah i, wouldn't do that I didn't anyway. even do it yeah. it was
1: just you know um i'll do for my number three i mean it's quite a lot that i like i'm gonna do Renala queen of the fall oh okay yeah because i love that second phase and the visuals of it and everything when you go into that like shallow pool mm-hmm. and you very have a big rom. moon in very, the background uh, yeah. very wrong yeah and i found it very interesting because i'm a mage and i'm seeing some of the stuff she's doing and that moon attack that she does where she launches the big moon at you i do that now oh <laughs> you know so it's like how cool like i just i just love the whole even the beginning the first phase it's very easy mm-hmm. But it's so interesting. All these people that are, like, fighting for her and throwing books at yeah. you. And to me, thematically, I love that boss. I don't know what my third would be. That's
2: tough. I feel like I want to use a big one. I mean, I talked about Radon. I talked about Godric. Patches is my third favorite boss Patches, fight. huh? <laughs> don't kill patches. <sighs> I almost killed patches. I was just wailing away. I was just like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then, <laughs> and you almost took then, then he started c- cowering. And I was like... It was, it was a, a test in mercy. There you go. So I gave him mercy. There so Patches is my third favorite. <laughs> All no, right. On, honestly, there's actually too many to count. I mean, I, there's, You said Radon would be, or, or Godric. God, I think Godric. I think I liked the Godric fight more than I liked Radon's fight. Radon's fight was very satisfying just because it took so much to do. But, Definitely.
1: But I think Godric's fight. I think mechanically, Godric and Margit are two very high up yeah like mechanics margot was a very good fight yeah like really good fights how many times have you
2: how many times have you fought him um meaning like his character he shows up another he shows up like a third like a secret time i only mine was only twice so when you're for me when i was riding into lindell i'm just like exploring the wilderness there was like an item over there he shows up he just like like star trek like star trek uh teleporter just shows up And it's a boss fight No, that's the thing. He treat they treat him like a regular enemy, but it's him. Really?
1: It's him. It's called Margaret, or you can't tell, I guess. You can't tell. Because the other one isn't called, it's like Morgo or something. It's Margot, right? Yeah. It's originally when you first meet him before Rick, it's
2: Margit, and, and then it's Morgot. The Morgot. Yeah. But he shows up at the Capitol, yeah. but he says something. He goes like, I told you I'd be back or something like that. And he shows up. It's just a regular. That's cool. And he's hard. That's cool. He's hard. So I'm on my horse trying to like, <laughs> 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 trying to get him. Oh. But um, so I fought him three times. All right. Maybe nice. I'll fight him four times. Who knows? Maybe. He might be the main boss. So, again, like I said, I mean, we I know, we could do sorry. this for hours and hours,
1: <laughs> but let's call it here. Let's call it the episode. I had a blast talking about Elden Ring with you. I, there's a lot of other great games that we talked about in this episode. Yeah, no, seriously.
2: We're, not that Elden Ring was the only game to talk about. Yeah, of course.
1: So, we always do our game of the month. I think we can safely say Elden <laughs> Ring is February's game of the month. I love Sifu. I think it's a it's a bona fide game of the year contender any other year, but... Uh, I mean, do you agree? Elden Ring takes it for February.
2: Elden Ring definitely takes it for February. (laughs)
1: All right. So with that, that's going to do it for our episode. Thank you guys out there so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed. Thank you, Dan, for being here. Dan, thanks for having me, pal. It was an absolute pleasure. Pleasure was mine. And until next time, peace. Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for circle back podcasts or circle back gaming on any of these podcast services Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also you can find us our video version on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming, uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.